amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome to DCP Live episode number 221, the first episode of 2021. 2021. How did this line wow. up perfectly? Our numbers are so good. God, we wow. are. Is this some what? We're not a conspiracy theory podcast, but, you know, that would be a perfect segue into conspiracy theories. <laughs> I got some conspiracy theories if you want to go there. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Locked and loaded. I think I'm good, actually. <laughs> Troy, how you know. doing? I don't, I don't know if the world needs that right now. After yeah. <laughs> Troy, well, how I'm you doing, man? Good. Welcome to the show. I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just started a new job this week, so. Awesome. Oh, it's hectic, stressful, but I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. This is super exciting for me. Thanks for being coming on. Yeah, I've listened to you guys for years. Thank you, man. We we don't always make great decisions, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! So it's a it's a new year. It's um, it's not a new podcast since we are over 200 episodes deep, but uh, it's new. Actually, I guess it's not a new decade. <laughs> it's a new decade again. Gamers. Again, actually, we're just gonna we're forget about 2020, again. right? Hop in, it's a redo. We're, we're going <laughs> a restart. Yeah, uh, new decade. Troy, how was your holiday? Uh, it was good. It was quaint. We couldn't really get to see anyone because the whole pandemic yep. thing. But lots of lots of Zoom calls. Yep. It's a, Lots of dropped calls. <laughs> Lots yeah. of we hope this year gets betters. But yeah, it was quaint. It was nice. Mallory and I got to make a nice meal, kind of hang out, hang out with her dog. We treat her like a like a daughter. So it was nice. It was quaint. Yeah. I will say family. Uh, sometimes the holidays can be a little stressful with all like the traveling, making sure you see everybody. And there was a little bit of a relaxation factor this there year was. where yeah. I didn't have to go anywhere. Like we just stayed at home. We did a couple of Zoom calls or, you know, FaceTime calls. But for the most part, like we just kind of sat at home in our pajamas and didn't shower all day. And it was kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. You just you make a bunch of food, way more food than you could ever possibly finish in a day. Yeah. You might watch some movies, hang out, get a little drunk. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds like a sounds like a challenge. <laughs> I ate every bit of food. We ate everything. <laughs> I was I, I will say though, I was shocked and appalled by how many Amazon boxes I threw out on recycling day. True. Because of our Aww. Christmas shopping this year. I was mm-hmm. like, this is this there's something wrong here that needs to be addressed. <laughs> I felt like that's been the case with all of 2020. Is it just yeah. started snowballing. Like, since I'm not going to the store anymore for like yeah. normal stuff. 
Yeah, we're stuck at home. What else are you gonna do? You're gonna just go on Amazon. You're gonna shop. Mm-hmm. Need more toys. Yeah. How many consoles? <laughs> did you I buy, haven't Brian? had any of that this year. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure Briar bought like five, six, maybe seven consoles. It's, it's around there. Yeah. <laughs> Half of we include the PS5 and the Xbox. <laughs> Don't you even find that many. <laughs> I uh, I got on a little bit of a retro gaming kick in uh, 2020. <laughs> a little bit. Yep. A little bit. Just there. <laughs> Subscribe to the Retro Slot Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Fund Briar's retro addiction. That's right. He needs Wu-Tang. More Wu-Tang, yeah. <laughs> uh, Troy, how did you get started in streaming? Oh, uh, actually, you guys kind of tie into that. So when I was growing up, I never played video games, never played video games at all. Uh, It was all just like training for me when I was a kid because my parents were super into martial arts and video games were a big no go. So when I went to college for the first time, I was on my own. My roommate had a PlayStation 4 and I saved up enough because I was interested, bought my own Xbox, and I didn't go to a single physics class that entire year. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm studying the stars. <laughs> yeah, I spent, I found the whole new world that was video gaming, which is ironically when Destiny came out, and I lost so much sleep and so many, I didn't go to a single test or class or anything for physics <laughs> that whole year. And I fell in love with Destiny, but I wanted more. So I didn't know anything about YouTube, didn't know anything about Twitch, didn't know anything about anything. So I went on to my iTunes and I found you guys. Destiny podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So I downloaded every single episode, listened to you guys every single week. When I graduated, that was what I listened to when I was a chemist and working night shift for 12 hour shifts. I listened to you guys constantly, looked for every single bit of Destiny information i could find and from there i found uh bro man and he started talking about twitch and ironically mixer so when he yeah. started talking about mixer i was like oh i'll check it out seems seems small seems fun went over to mixer and started laughing my ass off at the streams that were there i was like i want to do this i want to make my own community i want to do this That's awesome. and then from there it turned into a hobby on my X- xbox to a an incredibly expensive hobby that (laughs) i wanted to fund itself yeah so (laughs) i was super lucky on mixer within the first like five months i got partnered and uh we had great community over there and i got super lucky um i was able to actually go full-time on mixer so for like two years i was a full-time streamer on mixer yeah it was great it was awesome it was it was a dream but yeah that's how i started actually you guys introduced me to twitch and Everything right. kind of snowballed from there. That is yeah. amazing. So thank you. Awesome. That Thanks is for really being on the show, amazing. man. That's really cool. Yeah. How Thanks has... for having me. It's kind of a full full circle thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. How has the How... transition back to to Twitch now? Um, it's been it's been good. I mean, I've met people that I never dreamt I would meet, like you guys. I never in my wildest dreams thought I would be on DCP. Like. You guys are what I view as like, I don't know, like a Netflix show, you know, like you guys are <laughs> celebrities for me. I, I absolutely love oh you guys. Um, That's what I keep telling my kids, but they're not buying it. <laughs> they're like, dad's a celebrity? <laughs> Impossible. You know, I'm internet famous, right? <laughs> you should probably clean the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's been it's been really cool to meet everyone from from Twitch that I looked up to all these all these years. But uh, it's 
it's been a little it's been it's been a little tough you know you're starting all over you don't have that same base that you had on mixer or anything like that but i'm learning a ton because on mixer it was just like you hit live every day and you were fine you could survive off of that but on twitch there's there's a lot more that i'm learning and i'm learning every single day so sure overall overall it's it's definitely a positive can you give a little more perspective on that of what you're finding with like uh the additional (laughs) stuff that's required for twitch yeah, so on Mixer, I average probably around like 250 to 200 concurrent viewers. And if you were at the top of that was like a top 1% streamer on Mixer, like you were always at the top. So people always found you, whether it was through your Xbox homepage, the Mixer homepage or whatever they were using at the time. So there was always new people circulating in and out of your stream. But with Twitch, even on like my best days when I do have maybe like 100 viewers, which is a really good day for me on Twitch. Um, I'm still, I'm still like kind of buried in the in the directory. So mm-hmm. which which is fine, you know. Twitch is a larger platform. I, I need to get used to that. But uh, on Twitch, I find that you need to create content elsewhere as well yep. to kind of bring people into your community. And I'm learning that, and I am very fresh with that. I'm very slow with all of that. So I'm I'm just starting to get into like we were talking before on the pre-show, like DaVinci Resolve or Adobe editing audio is an absolute nightmare Um, (laughs) because all I have like I started with with this blue mic this is like the first edition blue mic and I was stuck with it the whole time the original yeah the original so yeah the one I bought for like 35 bucks at Walmart but uh, it's 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 all brand new to me so it's exciting but it's it's a lot of information at once that I'm trying to get it is yeah it's a lot to juggle you know especially like being a streamer involves way more hours outside of just the the streaming side absolutely you know, to grow absolutely. to successfully grow yeah. in it you know? yeah yeah which was brand new to me coming from mixer because it was literally just me hit go live i would stream like 12 to 15 hours a day mm-hmm. and Whoa. i would hop up yeah yeah i was one of, i was one of those streamers and then i'd get i'd get off and then stream again the next day i would stream six out of seven days a week and yeah i I was yeah. doing really well there. Actually, the the day we heard about Mixer shutting down, Mallory and I made this decision to move to a bigger apartment because oh, <laughs> we're like, oh, Mixer's doing great, man. We'll uh, we'll 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 move closer to family. We'll get a nicer apartment, and then uh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was heartbreaking. I mean, I, I was yeah. on Mixer, but it was it was heartbreaking because I I had met so many people who were on Mixer that really did feel like a a community, like a much. A tighter knit community than what you find with Twitch streamers. There's like groups of people that are very tight on Twitch, but like anybody wearing a mixer sweat sweatshirt at a convention would always seem to group together and like find each other and like share their yep. experiences. It, yeah. it was a. It's funny because it was owned by Microsoft, right? So it's like, why would this be like such a tight knit community? But it really was. It was. It was a different thing over there. Absolutely. It was yeah, a real everyone, shame to see that go away. Everyone knew everyone. Everyone helped each other. Everyone knew everyone because we were a smaller platform, you know? mm-hmm. so you had to you had to help each other out. You know, um, it, you couldn't really be toxic to someone else because as soon as you were toxic to someone, everyone knew. So it was funny, it was everyone yeah. had each other's backs. Like everyone was friendly to each other. Everyone supported each other, and I, I found that actually those communities kind of moved over to Twitch too. <clears throat> That's one thing. <clears throat> excuse me, that helped a lot of us out. Was when we all moved over. We all moved over at once. So I mean, yeah. of course, there were there were a few people that did go to to Facebook, um, which and they're all doing great over there. But it did help that most of the people that shut down when Mixer shut down went came over to Twitch. So we got to move that entire community at once. 
Interesting. I, mm -hmm. Your experience talking about Mixer and how like you could basically just go live on Mixer was some of the experience I had in um, like 2015 era Twitch. You know, it, it was obviously smaller back then. It wasn't super small, but you, you could you could find tons of people that have no idea what Twitch is in around right. the street. They'd be like, yeah, I know YouTube, but I have no idea what the streaming stuff is. Now it's become a lot mm -hmm. more mainstream ever since Fortnite. Yeah. Fortnite really kind of exploded Twitch into a different category. And there's definitely been a shift in that sense. And now the streaming or the streaming um, growth requires, like you said, a lot more content to support it auxiliary content yep. to make a stream like actually grow on twitch you know yeah mm -hmm. absolutely it was it was nice over there but i i think the biggest thing that mixer did for me that was a, a downside was i got content over there i got mm -hmm. content just hitting live and i got used to that lifestyle so when i came over here i was like it's gonna be the same thing let's go live i'll just need to you know tack on some more hours to make up for the base i lost that kind of stuff is and I, and I learned, I mean, you got to learn one way, one way or the other. Mm. And I learned, I, you know, I'm learning more every single day. And yeah. Honestly, I, I would change how they shut down Mixer, but I wouldn't change the fact that I am now on Twitch. I think overall I'm, I'm better for it. Cool. That's good to hear. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. So you said you started playing in college. What, what part of Destiny's history was that? That was beta. I beta. watched. So you uh, started playing yeah. in the beta. Mm -hmm. I got my Xbox. Xbox 360 and I watched the uh, I watched the trailer for it. And I remember seeing <laughs> I remember seeing the warlock toss that Nova bomb at the tank, mm -hmm. the spider tank. And I was like, yep, I'm a warlock main. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. How did this yep. slip through the cracks? <laughs> I'm no longer a warlock main. <laughs> ah, there it is. No longer a warlock main. <laughs> After the first year of playing Destiny, I realized Hunter was the way. I've there we go. Ever since, so you yep. started on the Xbox 360. Yes. Did you have to buy a new console when Rise of Iron came out, or did you had you already upgraded? Oh yeah. Uh, so first two months that Destiny was out, I upgraded consoles. So I worked like an extra two shifts a week just to purchase the next console when I was in college because I was you know, that was my life back then. I played, did you go to the Xbox One or the uh, PS4 at that point? I went to Xbox One. I didn't okay. know that Destiny had exclusives or anything like that on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And all I knew was Xbox at the moment. So I just went with Xbox. I was were brand you, new to your it. Your friends were on Xbox? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like that that, that so was one of the reasons why I was on Xbox initially was because friends were on it. And we played Halo. And it was like, well, clearly, I'm going to get an Xbox. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep. Got some yep. Halo news later, too. Oddly. Oh, in the twab, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's we right. Halo Reach was one of my first ones too. <laughs> Reach was a classic, yeah. Uh, before we move on to other things, you said uh, you studied martial arts before yeah. getting into games. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So I did. I've done taekwondo since I was four years old. Um, I fought wow. for Penn State. Um, I used to fight internationally. I was ranked number one in the nation for like two two years. That's wow. amazing. I, I, That's yeah. big. How <laughs> yeah. does that work? Is there That's like weight classes? Or are, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I and am. What weight was that? Weight. <laughs> heavyweight. Okay. Yeah. Is that like an unlimited class, or is there a top top the, off? To the... I mean, it's unlimited, but <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are you more of a Larusso or a Johnny Lawrence? 
Ooh, good question. Uh, <laughs> Topical too. Are we are we talking like old school or new school? Because it's, it's up to you. Very different. Yeah, I, I don't know because like I, all I know is the the Hollywood side of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was more into the uh, sport of taekwondo. So there's an Olympic sport. So I was constantly trying to go to the Olympics and everything like that. That's and so cool. Ironically, the yeah, the two years that I I was ranked number one in the nation, I ended up breaking breaking my left arm wow so oh, no. yeah i couldn't even i couldn't even compete but i got to go to the u.s open which was cool so yes yeah, had my own studio that's for a amazing while. that yeah, is really cool super badass really cool. and then i found video games started streaming and didn't leave my chair for amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com Two years. <laughs> yep. so, from a super yeah. physically active yeah. lifestyle to a sedentary lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Do you call your stream yeah. the dojo? And if not, why? <laughs> no, I don't. No, no. I left that life make, behind. Do you make your subs call you sensei? No, I don't. No. You know what the weirdest thing ever though was when I did own my studio. A lot of the a lot of the students would call you like like master or sir or like sensei or whatever. Ooh, it was. I could get used to that. So, yeah, but the weird thing is, is when you go to like Walmart or Target and you see one of them, and there's some kid running across the store yelling master. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that could get a little <laughs> no. like, like out, not outside the dojo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's cool, man. That could get a little weird. Before we continue, I'd like to take a moment to talk about our amazing sponsors over at HelloFresh. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit delivery service, giving you so many options delivered to your house, full recipes and prepackaged ingredients for you to enjoy the good stuff about cooking and take away all of the stress. I personally have been using HelloFresh for such a long time. It's so nice to just be able to be at home, pick what I want to eat, know that it's going to delivered on the same day every week and have wonderful, delicious home cooked meals. I don't have to worry about going to the grocery store and buying way more than I can possibly use, creating a bunch of waste and also wasting money. Something that I love that HelloFresh has been doing recently is they've added a meal selection called Oven Ready. This is something that maybe you can pick when you don't have a ton of time to spend cooking, but you still want to have that home-cooked meal experience. These things arrive, you put them in the oven, that's why they're called Oven Ready, and you have a delicious home-cooked meal that you didn't have to take a ton of time to make. So whatever your schedule and whatever your needs for what you want to eat, you can find something to fit your desires, whether you want something that's low calorie, carb smart, vegetarian, pescatarian, they even now have something that you can add lunch. So I personally selected a BLT with avocado and I ended up having a lunch as well as our normal HelloFresh meals. 
HelloFresh has also just made me a better chef. I have brand new ideas from the recipes that are in HelloFresh, and I am then able to test things and try new things out that I never thought would go together. So if you would like to try HelloFresh for yourself, you can go to HelloFresh.com forward slash 10Destiny and use code 10Destiny for 10 free meals, including free shipping. Again, you can go to HelloFresh.com forward slash 10Destiny and use code 10Destiny for 10 free meals, including free shipping. Thank you so much for supporting our amazing sponsor in HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit delivery. We have a monster, I would call it a monster twab this week. Yep. Thick um, with four C's. Four C thick what? twab. Four C's. <laughs> uh, I don't know even where to begin with this. Should we just stop? Start Let's at the just beginning read of the twab. Through the whole thing. Just, uh, I just, oh definitely God. don't want to do that. Well, you are. <laughs> Buckle up, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with the rewards update. How's that sound? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sounds good. So uh, coming up, there. Are, here's a list of what we'll be seeing in Season 13. Uh, they're reissuing Dreaming City, Reverie Dawn, and Moon Dreambane armor. Uh, these will also drop with high stats when earned in Shattered Throne or Pit of Heresy. The final chest in Pit of Heresy will no longer drop a fully masterwork Dreambane armor piece. Instead, the Dreambane armor piece that drops will have seven armor energy and is guaranteed to drop with at least a plus 16 in two different stats and higher stats overall. That was a lot to take in. <laughs> Dream main <laughs> class items will not drop from this chest. Yes. So, so what's that mean? Guaranteed, you're guaranteed to have a high armor stat, and it will be plus 16 in at least two of those stats, and it's going to come with six energy to begin with, so you only need to do like three more to max it out. So it's guaranteed decent loot. Yeah, yeah. basically it's guaranteed that it's going to be good, whether it's going to be good for what you specifically want. That may or may not be true, but it should be something that's good. I like that they're not dropping the class item either. So you're guaranteed to get a piece of armor with high stat. Mm -hmm. Yep. So by reissuing, does that mean that if I currently have Dreaming City Reverie armor from before, is that now going to be at the next level cap, or is that still going to get... Pretty sure out. you have to reacquire. Nope. Yeah, you have to reacquire. Okay, so I'm about to read that they're going to do this with three other things. So they're going to do this with the Dreaming City with new four weapons for the Dreaming City with new perk pools, four weapons for the Moon with new perk pools, and they're expanding Lost Sector Legend and Master. Okay, that's that's different, but they're doing this with eight weapons plus two sets of armor. But. <sighs> Like, if I'm just re-earning stuff that I already have, Mm. like, that doesn't sit really well with me. (laughs) I'd say before we go into the opinions of that, we should add that um, the weapons are coming back with different perk pools. And the weapons from the dungeons are going to have their own specific perk pools. Okay, let me let me keep reading because you're right. Reissued four weapons from the Dreaming City with new purples: the Waking Vigils, Sleeping, uh, Sleepless, Vouchsafe, and Retold Tale. The Dreaming City weapons that drop in the Shattered Throne dungeon can roll with perks that are unavailable from drops from other reward sources. So these will have these will have perks that are unavailable from any place else. The dungeon ones, right? Yeah. 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 
Okay. And then the reissuing four weapons from the moon, premonition in the pit of heresy only, heretic, blasphemer, and apostate. And weapons that drop in the pit of heresy dungeon can roll with perks that are unavailable from drops. Exclusive to that, from, that location. Yeah. So, so Shattered Throne and Pit of Heresy will have perks in them that you can't get any other place in the game. Are these well, going to be brand new perks? Yeah, that's the question, right? Are they brand new? That's a good question. For the whole game, yeah. or are they just like you can only get that set of perks from that location with the weapon? Right. Which I feel like it might be closer to that, you know, or maybe it's some stuff that we saw in the raid that they're bringing over that you can only get from the dungeons for those weapons specifically. If they are completely brand new perks that we have never seen and they're only exclusive to these weapons from the dungeon, then that does make it more interesting. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah, the only be, thing that really can cool. make this interesting, in my opinion. They have to be <laughs> stupendous perks. Yeah. So, so let's 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 talk, you know, sunsetting, right? This stuff mm -hmm. was sunsetted and all these weapons were sunsetted. And this is the first we're in the currently in the first season where all that stuff got sunsetted. So it's still it's relatively fresh, that wound, right? If if you do look at it as a, a wound. And now the next season, we're suddenly getting some of that stuff that we lost back, but we gotta reacquire it. But there is new perk pools, but it is the same stuff. Bittersweet, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Now I'm assuming there's going to be more stuff in next season, obviously, because there's there's always some sort of seasonal event and they add more things. So there there's more. We know of six other weapons for sure. Right. So the six other weapons and plus whatever seasonal event type of thing that's coming. Um, yeah. So there is that. But they still, you know, the issue of taking away all that stuff from the sunset and then not really having something fill the vacuum that or the void that was left in there. I think still stings. I don't think I've ever been as angry at Bungie for anything as when in, in Destiny 1, year one, when our exotics could not level up in, uh, in the first DLC, right? And we had to reacquire each exotic to, and level it back up. Mm -hmm. You remember that? To hit the max mm -hmm. level. This feels a lot like that. Yeah. I, hmm. Maybe I don't know. It's it's kind of like you know, twice bitten. My fault. <laughs> it feels a bit I like that. <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of. So I think a, a good middle ground would be if we bring back a weapon. So let's just say waking vigil. We're bringing back waking vigil. Now the waking vigils that you have will be able to go up to power. However, the waking vigil that we're bringing back that's new this season has a whole new perk pool. So mm -hmm. you can choose to use your old one that maybe you grinded forever for to have that perfect roll now that it's like in season because it's everything's going to get sunset and brought back around. It's just going to be like constant recycling. So just say, hey, everyone, your stuff's bumped back up, guns back, got new perks, but you can choose to either farm for a new one and get the new perks or use your old one. I that like that idea, Watts, except ground. I can never delete anything ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you delete stuff now? I hoard everything in Destiny. No. Right? <laughs> but, no, I do not. <laughs> but your older weapons, though, they're not going to get the power bump, are they? Right? No, I, if, if Watts is theoretical. Theoretically, yeah. Theor if, if they decided to bring stuff back and went in bringing stuff back, like imagine you got... 
Imagine you read this and it said, uh, the Waking Vigil is coming back. And yeah. because it's coming back, your old Waking Vigil that you grinded for a perfect role for is also getting the power bump to current power. I would be smoked. Yeah, you don't delete anything. I would be smoked because yeah, I definitely anything. deleted a bunch of God rolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, it but just... it's, hard. it's hard to go. It's hard to get motivated to earn back stuff that I already grinded for, right? And I, I get like, that. If the perk is amazing, hard. if they got some insane, sick perk that's just like, this is a whole new destiny with this one perk of this one gun. Oh my God. I, I can't imagine it. what that perk would be. Yeah, I can't either. That's just like, that's <laughs> like, like the, the fantasy best case scenario <laughs> possibility, which I don't think yeah. exists. It, to me, it, it definitely feels a bit like a burn, but I think it would only feel like a burn if I had dumped a ton of hours and deleted them recently, you know, which is kind of kind of that way. But at, it, it's like a sign that they don't have enough content to be able to put into all these seasons. So they're trying to, like, bring stuff forward to to fill the gaps that are definitely going to be missing for the those um, things to chase. When they were talking about doing this, right? When they were talking about like sunsetting gear, the hope was that, you know, like it'd be in an effort so that we could make room for new gear. Or at least mm -hmm. that was my hope. It's yeah. like, this, this is fine. You have to, like, I don't want to play with the same weapons for the next, you know, six years, right? Or, or the next three years. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, that gets very boring to me over time. So the, I guess I made this deal in my head with without Bungie's permission because they're like that that deal is not being followed by Bungie. Like if you're going to take away my old gear, which I'm kind of okay with as long as you give me new gear, you got to follow up and give me new gear. But if you're going to give me the old gear back and I got to work again to earn the stuff that just got sunset, like I'm not feeling very enthusiastic about that. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Troy? Mm, so I'm a little torn because mm -hmm. I'm kind of used to this because I play a lot of a game called Tarkov. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they wipe that periodically. Yeah, they do. So you lose, you lose everything. All of it, yeah. And it's all the same stuff. It's the same exact maps, everything like that. So I, I'm a little biased. I'm okay with this. Uh, I'm okay with them wiping it and bringing bringing back the new stuff, especially with the new perks. I, I'm one of those players that would be excited about that one different perk to like grind it out and try mm -hmm. it out and be different. Like I was excited just to see the picture of the waking visual and the retold tail in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I know me personally, I'm going to farm out those two weapons and walk into PVP, even though I'm terrible at it, I'm still going to enjoy using those two weapons in PVP. Um, nice. For me, for me, just because destiny is such a big part of like, at this point in my lifestyle i enjoy just a reason to get in there mm -hmm. but i can definitely understand the argument that it is not as exciting to rechase a weapon that you've already chased down once before um, it would be nice to have new content every single time but i kind of see destiny's seasons almost like the tarkov wipes where you can choose like hey i don't know if i'm feeling this wipe this other game's coming out. Genshin Impact just is releasing this new thing. I think this season maybe I'll I'll chill a little bit on Destiny and I'll play some more Genshin, that kind of thing. And it lets you pick and choose when you want to play it or when you don't want to play. That's that's how I see it. And I'm I'm okay with them wiping our wiping our old equipment and bringing in the new equipment with little changes like that. 
I'm kind of in like a probably a more similar camp to Troy because of the honestly, I think a lot of it comes from the games that I've played previously. A lot of them, it's like new contents out. Everything you had before is deleted. You starting brand new, fresh into new content. So for me, this is like really a light version of that. Mm -hmm. um, I will say that uh, I think that the weapons that they took away, of course, when this whole sunsetting thing started, it was going to be like a big blow all at once because it, they definitely didn't introduce this slowly at all. Um, so I, I And they came out and said, right, they said, we agree, we did not give you enough loot. So we're hiring more people to create more stuff in these big drops. Yeah. So I think we will definitely see it improve from where it's at right now. We don't know how, how much it's going to improve. But Bungie has agreed with that sentiment that the community had. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty similar to Troy in that if you bring back a gun that has a completely new perk pool, I'm okay with that. But if you just were brought back, it's just Waking Vigil, it's the exact same and there's zero, nothing new about it, then that's when I'm like significantly less excited. But yeah, I'm similar in that maybe I want to try, oh, this one's got Swashbuckler <coughs> and Quilling, Killing Wind and it never had anything like that before. And that kind of gets me excited. Nice. But I, I understand think, why people would hate sunsetting because I think armor sunsetting is weird, and I yeah, still don't armor yeah. sunsetting. Yeah. Armor sunsetting. <laughs> well, you I, know, the I part think... of me too needs to just get over the fact that because a weapon looks the same, it's not necessarily the same once you start with different perk pools because functionally the weapon could be very different. Yeah, just because it I, it's identical in appearance doesn't mean it's going to perform and act the same and feel the same. It'll probably feel similar. But if the perks are good, if they are transformative, then, you know, the weapon could be different. Yeah. Yeah. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. My, my concern with that stuff is always that the, the perks are like mildly better, <laughs> but you still end up kind of going for the same type of stuff that we've yeah. seen. You know, like that, that's always kind of been yeah. my, my biggest concern. Sometimes they, um, they knock out of the park. With certain things and you get some really cool new perks uh like chain reaction kind of like what we saw with steady hand right like yeah. steady hand is an old gut mm -hmm. no one was really using steady hand when they, it was first around and now yeah. there's been like enough changes and there's enough new perks on the gun to where the gun feels like a completely different thing yeah so i'm hoping we can kind of hit that stride with a lot of the reissues and um also, we know that we're getting six new weapons plus the seasonal weapons. So I don't think that these reissues are like taking the place of new stuff. I think it's just a, a current way of how they're they're mm -hmm. supplementing the new stuff. See, that's what it feels like. Effect. It feels like they're trying to, like I said, fill the stop gaps in between these yeah. additional drops in the future while they're trying to catch up with the loot, which I think that I'd rather have that than nothing at all. So I think that's good. Yeah. 
Yeah. And also, I think you guys' perspective of how they're, you know, like the MMO perspective of, hey, they're going to wipe everything. Or, I mean, in an MMO perspective, it all gets wiped and then you have to reacquire and all that. I think that maybe they want to approach it more like that anyways. And mm. the typical player probably comes in for a bit, drops for a while, and comes back in when another update is more interesting to them. And these kind of like, these stop gaps are, are, they keep it fresh and interesting for people like that. I think it's the, the people that play consistently all the time and never take a break from it, don't play other games. They're the ones that are burnt the most by these type of updates because they feel like they just that. deleted all yeah. those things that they had. I don't know so. because I'm not that player anymore. I'm definitely the player who drops in when I see content I want to play. But when I see something like this, I'm kind of thinking to myself, well, how much is it worth me actually grinding out a, a god roll on a legendary weapon? <laughs> like, because sunsetting eventually is going to take it away. But and if you're just going to, and they'll possibly just offer the same weapon with a different roll later. So, like, you know, like, really, but, how much, how invested am I going to get into grinding a god roll anyway? But if you weren't like a content creator, on a podcast, you would just be like, oh, I'm going to skip Destiny for a little bit then come back to it when there's more interesting stuff. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah, that's how I play Destiny now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyway, well, let's move on from there. Uh, expanding Lost Sector Legend and Master Rotation to four moon sectors. K1 Logistics, K1 Communication, K1 Crew Quarters, and K1 Revelation. Uh, I'm going to read this whole paragraph here. We're making these changes to help preserve the relevancy of the destination, specifically some of the pinnacle and endgame activities that still exist there. To get more specific around the actual experience, activities where reissue are acquired will be heavily weighted towards rewarding reissued gear over cap gear. Though the exact weight, weighting and mechanism may differ. For example, in the Dreaming City, you have already obtained an infusion-capped weapon. It will not drop for you again. Mm. interesting so is that saying like say i get the waking visual to drop it won't drop until i get the other three weapons to drop or is it just it just won't drop again yeah when i read this well i was confused <laughs> and i was like yeah in the yeah, dream city read it wrong <laughs> if you have already obtained an infusion capped weapon it will not drop for you again so if you get a waking if you get a waking vigil in the dreaming city Infusion capped, like no other waking vigil that you get dropped is going to be as good as that one. Or no, it's just not going to be capped. But you could get a better roll. It's uh, just not necessarily going to be infusion. So capped. if you own the sunset stuff, you get the new stuff. Okay. 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 Yeah. But if you if you have already deleted the sunset stuff, then you're going to get the sunset stuff again, mixed in with the new stuff. So don't delete anything. <laughs> I, I think that the, the collection knows that you've had it. Like the system knows that knows that you have it. Because if you go in your collections right now, you'll see Waking Vigil, you'll see Vouchsafe and everything. Yeah. So yeah. They probably track it. <laughs> we all got confused. Cool. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to play it. <laughs> to yeah, I mean... It. I just... I do think it's smart to try and keep content relevant. And if they have to do that, like, 
if they have to do that with reissued gear, I guess that's better than not doing it at all, right? It's like mm-hmm. keeping keeping the dungeons relevant and keeping the old patrol zones relevant, I think is important to the game because otherwise you end up just doing yeah. like three narrow activities over and over again, and you're going to get sick of those activities very quickly. But if there's more content that's relevant and that you can get good gear from, even if it is reissued, then there's your destiny experience is broader, which yeah. does make sense. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Like even yeah. just running around on Europa, right? Like it's like, oh, going to Europa to do the lost sectors. Well, now we get to go to the moon and do the lost sectors, and we haven't spent a bunch of time there recently. So it's just switching switching things up and it not being the exact same mm-hmm. uh, can be good. Mm-hmm. I'm looking yeah. forward to different legendary lost sectors. Those are one of my most favorite activities, like the solo legendary lost sectors. I think that's mm-hmm. a blast. It's, it's like fairly difficult and it's repeatable and it's something you can do on your own or with people when you get end game. It loop. feels like Destiny One Night Falls in a way. Like it's it's a challenging yeah. solo experience that can be fun with multiple people as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like Crota. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's a legendary loss sector. Crota. Challenging <laughs> one player experience. Uh so they're getting rid of tokens? Is that what's going on? We're just gonna delete them at the moment. Yeah, crucible. at the moment. Uh, so there's a whole interview here, but basically, from what I understand, is they're going to get rid of the tokens. You're gonna you're gonna start getting rewarded when you go to see shacks. Is that correct? So basically, when you're leveling up valor, instead yeah. of you getting the drops as soon as you hit the valor like point where it levels up, you now have to yeah. go to shacks to collect that drop from him. So it kind of so gives that you banner's not going to pop up on your screen, and you're not going to get a reward. After the game, maybe you'll you still actually have a banner, <laughs> but you won't I get that. They're, they're gonna make a new banner that says "Report back to Shacks," and it's gonna, gonna have this little, time epic music. A little as long as it doesn't from take up, as long as it doesn't take up ninety-five percent of my screen, it'll yeah. take up I think more. It's, it's gonna take ninety-six percent screen in like a mosaic. <laughs> <laughs> What's the reasoning for this, do you think? Do you think they just start trying to cut down on tokens to keep people from leveling up so fast that yeah, when I mean, they release the content? Technically, you have both of these things right now. You have tokens, which you can go to, to get packages, and then you also have leveling up for Valor, and then you can reset that and keep on leveling up. So it looks like they're just reducing that and getting rid of the whole tokens. In fact, they're saying, you know, if you don't spend all your tokens by next season, they're just going to be like a deletable stack. Yep. Yeah. So if you got like 20,000 tokens, you better start spending them now. <laughs> Get on it. Yep. You That's going like to be a long day. <laughs> You're gonna set up a macro. Uh, they have the rewards for each individual ritual. Uh, at rank four, you'll get three X uh, upgrade modules. At rank seven, you'll get three enhancement cores. At rank 10, you'll get seasonal ritual shader, which changes to three enhancement cores after enhan- resetting your rank. Uh, rank 13, you get two enhancement prisms. 16, you get a seasonal ritual emblem that'll turn into two enhancement prisms after resetting your rank. And your reset award will be an ascendant shard. Cool. Yeah. Now, out of the whole twop, this was the one thing that I was not super happy about. Um, and that's just the final part where when you reset, you get a shard. But on subsequent resets, you get an exotic engram. 
So I was looking at it and I saw that oh. you got an ascendant shard for resetting and I was like, oh, that's so good. And then they were like, uh, but then after that you get an exotic egg grant. I'm like, even if you are the most hardcore of people and you only play Crucible all day, every day, you're not going to get an absolute ass load of ascendant shards. You're not going to break the no, economy. No. <laughs> from yeah, yeah. Like, it, How much does it take to, to master work an exotic? Three. Three. That is really you, weird. So, say you say you reset like what I don't know six times, seven times, eight times. You're not gonna have that many. That's yeah. really not that. That's many. a lot to reset eight times. Yeah, that's a lot that of crucible. So that that's why I was cool. like, it would have been really nice if this was a way for people to get uh, ascendant shards. Just another avenue. It takes a long time to reset. So, um. Yeah, it was kind of kind of weird about that. What I hope they do, and we kind of talked about it on stream a little bit earlier, um, is I hope that they could do, say they keep it like this, and it, well, there's a couple different options. So I would personally like it if they did engram and then shard, engram, shard, engram, shard. So every other one you're getting a shard. That's maybe okay. like an easy middle ground. Um, but something else that could be really cool to drive players into the Crucible could be, well, for this weekend, it's double Valor, and if you get to get an Ascendant Shard every time you reset. So then people are like, oh, I want to go grind some Crucible that's popping that weekend. Feels great. And then it goes back to normal. Well, yeah. how, when it's not double Valor, how many hours of play do you think it is average to reset? Oh, boy, I have no reset? idea. It's well, not I... that. It's not like a... Well, because bounties count towards the the Valor level up, right? Yeah. It's not quick. <laughs> you're not, not you're not gonna break the economy yeah you're not gonna play five games and then suddenly max it out like you're gonna be spending some time there it is really weird that they decided that ascendant shards were just too generous right? yeah especially because sometimes you get like lake of shadows of the nightfall and if you get double loot you can get like four yeah. golf balls in yeah. one nightfall but if you play PvP, you just you never get ascendant shards. You go flawless, and that's like the only way. And flawless yeah. is not very obtainable for the vast majority of people that just play Crucible. There's a lot yeah. of people that just enjoy playing Crucible that are not going flawless and farming mm. ascendant shards. Yeah, yeah, weird. Honestly, I, yeah. are you guys gonna miss uh, tokens at all? No, 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 no. Me I always just saved them for when the next raid came out anyway and just used them all yeah. trying to get better gear. Yeah, tokens have been yeah. a nuisance personally. Like, they take up a bunch of inventory. I mean, I, I get the I get mm -hmm. the reasons behind them, but it's long overdue that they need to start stripping them out of the system. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. Destiny has a has a it just has too many currencies as it is. Like, mm -hmm. right it now, there's just too many. Yeah. And anytime yeah. I see them taking some out, I, I think that's okay. So especially if they give you plenty of warning, yeah. like spend these now because they're yeah. just going to be useless. Now that being said, are they planning on up upping the drops per match? Because if you don't have the tokens, like what what's your your what's your main source for getting whatever like crucible drop is? Is it just end of? Are you just now? getting it from? You're getting it from the rank ups, right? Because you're still going to be getting rank ups. You just have to physically like go rank there. Rank one, and grab rank the two, loot. rank three, rank four. Oh, I don't know actually, because yeah, in the twelve they put it at specific yeah points. Yeah, I mean, like, are they cutting That's out? 
like gear. Yeah, from four, all of them. seven, ten, thirteen, sixteen, and then reset. Yeah. It says every rank up awards you a base ritual engram just like before. Okay, got it. There okay, it is. There yes. go. I missed that part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Additionally, each of the above ranks also awards a prime ritual engram. So all the ones I listed off, four, okay, seven, cool. ten, gives you a prime ritual engram as well. Cool. I know that they're never going to go back to the D1 system for this stuff, but I really, I miss the end of match results and seeing what people got in drops. I like, know. Yeah. yeah. It was cool. You're like, oh, well, that person got a Hawkmoon and this got some crap ass um, <laughs> legendary weapon that nobody cares about. Man, we yeah. have no like random exotics anymore. You got the raid exotics. But. Yeah, it's the raid exotics. But it used to be everywhere, right? It was like every yeah, exotic yeah. you were getting was random. So you could be in Crucible uh. or Nightfall or just wandering around in the raid mm -hmm. and you could you could have an exotic drop. Yeah. Yeah. But you I know then people complain about RNG. Enemies for them. Yeah, that's true. There was a <laughs> lot cave. of complaining about RNG. That's true. It made it exciting, man. It made it exciting when you constantly had the the option of getting an exotic whenever, whenever, wherever. And then also other people seeing you get it. Yeah. Was I, great. Isn't it technically that way now? It's just really low. Because you can go and kill like a, a drag and suddenly get an exotic to drop. Yeah, but we just haven't had any new exotics that are random. Oh, for I got a you. Yeah, time. you're right. It's like Lost Nectar yeah. Farms or, you know, yeah, the yeah, requests. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, open world exotics. Yeah, you're right. It is missing that dramatically. Yeah. Hmm. I liked those. I miss end raid damage screens too. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. 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 You only get to see your damage if you failed. Fail, yeah. <laughs> so it would be <laughs> nice to damage. see yeah. when you had a, a really good run. You could be like, oh. Yeah, what? Wow. What, what was kicking there? ass. Huh. <laughs> uh, you want to read a little bit about some changes that are making to Shatter Dive and Fissures? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All we right. do. So... Uh, Budgie says the short-term goal here is to address outlier stasis abilities to keep subclass decision-making interesting. Uh, so this yeah. is really aimed at PvP and trials. Uh, so here's what they're going to do. They're going to reduce the potency of Shatter Dive and Whisper of Fissures against Guardians going live with update 3.0.2. Do they tell, say when 3.0.2 is coming out? I think it's next Tuesday. Next Tuesday? I think. Um, Shatter Dive. Now... Now has damage fall off versus unfrozen targets. Max range damage reduced from 50 to 5. <laughs> damage reduction during ability reduced from 50% to 25%. Do I swear to God. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. 
Learn more at cbp.gov careers. They get more damage reduction in their shatter dive than I do in my tether. Yeah. <laughs> I swear they do. And so sometimes you'd play against hunters that like they don't even just do the glacial grenade shatter dive thing. They will shatter dive if like your low health and their low health because they'll get that damage reduction. And if the shatter dive hit you and you were low, you could potentially die from it. So sometimes it was worth it to go for that because it does 50 damage. You get a bunch of damage reduction and you can maybe win that. Interesting. But now you're going to do five damage. So <laughs> and you're going to have yeah. significantly less uh, damage reduction. Uh, Whisper of Fissures, reduce max min damage versus non-super players from 42 to 22. Uh, from 42 to 22 to 30 to 4. So the max to min damage versus non-super players is being reduced. This is a confusing sentence. 42 so, to so 22 the, to uh, 30 uh, to 4. The max damage that could have been done before was 42. That's going yeah. to 30. And the minimum, the minimum was 22. Damage was 22, and it's going to 4. Thank you, Watson. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was confusing. I was like, the reduced max min damage non-super... Don't, don't get it. Uh, the reduced max min damage for super players is going from a max of 42 to 16 and a minimum of 22 to 2. So two. let's just listen. 2 damage. So <laughs> before this, it did the same amount of damage to non-super players as super players. It was 42 to 22, 42 to 22. It was exactly the same. Now it's 16 to 2 instead of that. Instead of 42 to 22. Thank God. Yeah, and it makes more <laughs> sense. It does like half the damage it does to non-super players. So your super is giving you like basically a, a buff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that is weird. Uh, reduced detonation radius versus players from 10 meters to 9 meters. Yeah, uh, so... When I first saw uh, that, I was like, ooh, I don't know if that's going to be enough. But looking at the numbers, the difference between the max damage and the minimum damage and the damage to super players, that you will probably be hitting those lower numbers more often because you're going to be, you know, you're not going to hit for as far. So that might actually end up feeling totally fine. So I'm a little, got a little bit of a question mark on the detonation radius. But I'll wait and see how that feels because technically you should be hitting the lower numbers more often. So yeah, and I'll, those I'll lower numbers are way lower. They are way lower, <laughs> yeah. and are. the higher numbers are way lower. I still yeah. think it's going to be very frequently used, but I, I don't think it's going to be a reliable counter to supers anymore, which is nice. Yeah, it's been just like so. I don't even necessarily mind it. It's just that. If if I if you hit the glacial grenade on me and I get frozen and then you shadow dive me, that's I think that's totally fair. But I've been playing a lot of middle tree arc strider and I will they'll throw the grenade down. I won't get frozen. I'll be behind like a little further away. They'll shatter dive it, and even me like using middle tree arc strider super to deflect it doesn't do anything. They can mm. still kill you. So oh, it's like, yeah, I. I think it'll still use it, and if they freeze you, then that's totally fine. But the big issue and the most frustrating part about it is how freaking far it hits you from and how much damage it does consistently, super, out of super, it's it sucks. So hopefully that makes it to where, yeah, if you hit the perfect glacial grenade, Shatter Dive is still really good and works well, but it's not going to be the thing that you could just throw down when you think someone might be in the same universe as you, and then you get the kill on it. <laughs> 
Uh, they're also going to investigate the efficacy of the stasis titan behemoth super. Yeah. We, w- <laughs> we want to let the... <laughs> <laughs> I like it with the O, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we want to let the above chain settle to see where the behemoth uh, stands in our PvP hierarchy, but this is next on our radar. Thing lasts for seven years. It's ridiculous. It lasts for so yeah. long. And you're just zipping around all over the place. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, so they quote their midterm goal as improving PvP subclass usage and win rate balance. Addressing stasis ability outliers will help us lower the ceiling, but also want to pull up other underperforming light subclasses. Yeah, so with this, um, I would say, if you guys are, are thinking of any feedback at all to give at the moment, um, I would say giving feedback on your favorite light subclasses. Like if there's one that you main or you really enjoy, give feedback on what you think would make it better or make it be able to perform well against stasis. Because mm-hmm. um, that's clearly something that they're looking at next is buffing the the light subclasses or changing them or or whatever. Yeah. I would love yeah. for Archstrider to get a buff. Yeah. Yeah. Archstrider is one of my favorite subclasses. Can't really do much. Do Do you guys know about the uh, interaction between the ice tornado and the arc subclass? Mm-hmm. You can reflect it back. Yeah, I did even it if today, it's in tornado finally. form. It's amazing. That's <laughs> it's, awesome. The The only negative is that for some reason, middle tree arc strider, you have to be so precise with everything. The melee is freaking, it's a long line, but it's very, very tiny. The super, if someone's throwing it at the side of you, even though your stick should cover it, it will like do chip damage to you. Or in the case of the, the revenant super, it will freeze you. So you have to hit directly on the middle. I would like that to be changed a little bit because there's just no... There's no breathing room for it. I want the the line attack to either be a thicker line or to track a little bit. Someone could just walk like boop and they're out of it. It's ridiculous. They just straight out of it. It's a really fun subclass. I think Middle Tree Arcstrider could has the potential to be like a really interesting, unique playstyle. So I'd like I'd, I'd like yeah, them to give us some of that. Spirit is very fun. Uh, they'd also like to review, uh, they say their next midterm goal is to review our ability to gunplay balance in PvP. Destiny is a game about both explosive space magic moments and intrinsically satisfying gunplay. Especially in our 3v3 playlist, the usage of abilities has climbed as we introduce more and more ways to charge them quickly. We're still in early discussions, but we're looking into restoring a better balance where proper gunplay is rewarding in these playlists. They want to have less super and ability usage in 3v3 games? Yeah, so this is, I when people were complaining about stasis, I pretty much only play 6v6. I hadn't played 3v3 in a long time because Trials was away and I didn't feel like playing comp. And in 6v6, the stasis stuff is really not that bad for the most part um, because there's five other people that can take the abilities for you. You're respawning constantly, so it's just not as bad. But in 3v3... It is really bad because mm-hmm. people are just hanging back. They're waiting for their ability. Oh, I got my ability. I'll use it. Now we're pushing. So you're kind of like the 3v3 mode. I play trials for many hours. And most of the things that I died to were abilities, like never normally a gun. So the fact that they're looking at this specifically for 3v3 is really interesting, um, especially as stuff like Mayhem exists, right, where they bump up all the ability regen. So they could maybe do something in the opposite direction to 3v3 where your abilities mm. recharge slower or maybe you have to like kill someone for your ability to start recharging. Or There's lots of things that they could do specifically for 
uh, the 3v3 that I think would make it more fun. I'm going to read this next paragraph because I think it's interesting. A few of you noticed that prior to our holiday break, we were able to get a few sandbox changes delivered faster than expected. Thanks to changes to Destiny 2's backend, the Destiny content vault, our patches pipeline is indeed better than before. That said, some changes won't happen at light speed. As our team wants the appropriate time to collect feedback, check the data, and test proposed changes. It's like, uh, hey, we you know that we can make changes fast. That doesn't mean we're going to do it every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's definitely <laughs> some changes that I can imagine are like maybe they do something wonky to the code and it breaks something. You have to make sure that's fully uh, tested or you're seeing feedback, but the data says the complete opposite thing. So then you need to look into that a bit deeper and figure out like what exactly is going on. Kind of like what they're doing with 3v3. They're like, if you hear a bunch of community feedback that's like, Stasis sucks, and another group that's like, Stasis is great, and then you look at the data, it, it kind of helps you get a better picture by yeah. looking at both. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy with that portion of the TWAB. Yeah. Yeah, it seems it's nice reasonable some, for sure. Absolutely. I think yeah. it's nice to get some PvP-focused uh, focus changes here. Yeah, they're not going to affect PvE. That's like a huge thing, right? Yeah. Is that, if yeah. these are PvP only changes, because that's what I was worried about and what a lot of people were worried about. It's always the biggest concern. Yeah. When are we ever going to get a new map? Would love information on new map. Of course, when they do introduce new maps that are actually new, a lot of times the community is like, this map is trash. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to play this map ever. Oh my God. <laughs> so here's something I've been thinking about a little bit lately. And before you're, you go with your first reaction of anger, <laughs> let me get this thought out fully. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. You you gonna give us a hand signal or something when you're done, and we're just not we're just not even gonna think about speaking until. Then. All right, don't eat me yet. <laughs> no promises. So it wasn't that long ago that Bungie left Activision, right? And since, like, obviously before they left Activision. They, you know, they had another studio working on Destiny. Uh, they had the support, quote unquote, of Activision and the resources of Activision and possibly, you know, the whips at their back of Activision, right? Do you think as a player, we are benefiting from Bungie leaving Activision or do you think it has been a net? Do you think it's a net positive or do you think it's been a negative that Bungie has left Activision as a player? Okay, don't hurt me. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. That's definitely fair to like to to speculate on. I think it's a little too early to fully tell right now. I know we have Beyond Light now, which is and also Shadow Keep, but uh it's just it's It's been what, two years since they left Activision? Has it been two years? I think it's been like a year and a half, maybe. And I, I feel like we're still like seeing the fruits of them taking the reins and delivering. Like they just did the whole engine stuff with Beyond Light so they could do updates quicker. Um, I think overall it's been positive. The news hit January 10th, 2019. 2019, okay. Yeah. I think the game's going to look completely different in the year. We're going to have crossplay. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have like consoles True. playing with PC at that. I think the game's going to be a completely different world in a year, and I, I'm in the same way as as Tefty. I, I don't think we've seen everything yet. I think yeah. maybe in like a like a year's time, six months to a year's time, we'll see the destiny that they wanted to create, and I'm 
I'm super excited for that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think that- overall net positive, um, just because from what I've seen with Bungie on their own, their storytelling is definitely better. I, uh, their story content has been so good. Um, so with lore in the world, lore being told through the story, uh, lore being told through cutscenes and and all sorts of stuff. Um, that has been really, really good. And like for the first time ever, it feels like Bungie kind of knows what they're doing. Whereas with Activision, it kind of felt like Activision wanted them to make this type of game, but Bungie was wanting to make this other type of game. So we were constantly experiencing the clashes of that. So I completely agree with Tefty in that we definitely have not seen like the end result of Bungie being on their own yet by far. But I'm really starting to see what Bungie wanted and why that probably wouldn't work with Activision. Mm -hmm. So I'm personally excited to see um, see what happens and how it goes from here because I don't think we've seen all of it at all. Yeah, the upside for sure is that Bungie has the freedom to tell the story they want. They have the freedom to make the game they want. Like the game has taken a turn much more toward the MMO since they've left Activision, right? Yeah. Um, but the downside I think is pretty obvious is that the content has become right. less voluminous right less it's studios like, working on it less yeah there's people. not two yeah, studios working content. on it obviously there's yeah. going to be less content and i i definitely feel that as a player and i did like the vicarious visions was the other mm-hmm. yeah VV. i did yeah. like the content they made i know that uh some people didn't but i i thought they they made some really cool additions to the game you know it was kind of a little bit out of left field some of the stuff didn't feel you know it, it felt like somebody else's take on what destiny might be which was interesting as a player sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. it felt weird. Um, but I, you know, like I can see the good and the bad of so far, you know, over the last two years of what's come from it. And I definitely am happy for the people at, at Bungie for not being under the yoke of definitely Activision anymore. So, like, I, you know, I, would, I wouldn't suggest that they, they should go back to Activision, but it is interesting as a player. Like, has this been a net positive? And I, I don't think it necessarily has been. Like there's some things that have gotten better, but there's some things that have definitely gotten worse. Specifically, I've always, you know, I, I well, I always did wonder like if Bungie wasn't owned by Activision, would Destiny have come out in 2013? And I think the answer to that was would be no, right? It's like they they couldn't get that game finished in 2013. It released in an unfinished state, right? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I I do. I do sometimes wonder without somebody like really there cracking the whip, like, is that why we're getting so few weapon drops per season? Is that why we don't get crucible maps? Is that why, you know, it just feels like the content is so light because there's nobody breathing down their neck saying you have to get it done. You just have to see there. There's two things going on. There's like, yeah, the, the lack of the, the overload overlord type of, you know, pressure of you have to release this or else. Um, yeah. And then there's also the commitment that they've taken on with the whole seasonal model that mm-hmm. may have introduced more strain than they fully anticipated. And they're still trying to balance that out with, you know, pure speculation wise. I feel like they might have realized how much extra work was going to be added with the whole seasonal or every three months drop in new seasonal content. And then also balancing that with um, full drops that they got to do. So that combined with the they're controlling their own timeline you know could be part of the that effect right there i don't know if that's good or bad though right now because if if they're still with activision 
I think D3 would have been absolutely scheduled for either last year or next year or this year, I should say. And yeah, at this point, with what I've seen with Beyond Light, I can't for sure say that D3 would be good for the game. Like, Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Because I, I feel like it would be a bunch of D2 stuff that we'd suddenly have to reacquire in D3 and it'd be like, might a multi-tool again. Here we go. Round three. And oh, I guess Hawkmoon's back again, again, again. You know, like, I, I feel like that would have been more detrimental in the long run. I think, um, I think where they're headed right now with the arc of how they're presenting Destiny 2 mm -hmm is really good for the health of the game, but we're still like experiencing a lot of those growing pains from them transitioning. I'm not trying to insult anybody either by this question. It's just like, yeah. kind of like, it's just something I kind of been tossing around. Like, and, and I apologize to anybody if I did insult their oh. integrity or anything. We, we, I mean, I, I talk about this a lot, like with, with my community too. And one of the, one of the opinions that a lot of people bring up is like, I really wish they would remaster D1 and bring it to PC. Mm. And in my opinion, I think I think they're going the right route with that because they're kind of bringing all of D1 back into D2 and kind of making D2 just destiny again, like with Vogue True. coming back and and all of that. Kind of, I, I I can't wait for the old stuff, obviously, because you know I didn't go to a single physics class. I spent the whole time in freaking <laughs> Vogue, so I, I would love to go back and physics is overrated. That, but, <laughs> it's a myth anyway it's completely invented know. by <laughs> your overlords at nasa i wouldn't know <laughs> but I, i'm excited for all the content they're bringing from d1 back into d2 just because i'm one of those one of those veteran players and yeah. I, I would rather them do that than, than all right next question three. when are they going to drop the two when is it just going to be destiny when are they going to just drop i don't the think two? they can no yeah. why not there's just so much like business side of it and yeah. branding and all that stuff gets confusing for people when it's yeah. like, wait, Destiny 2? Wait, but you didn't want me to get Destiny. Wait, Destiny's now Destiny 2? Kind of gets confusing mm -hmm. <laughs> for the for the average consumer. Plus, what if at the very end they do change their minds and make a Destiny 3? Right, <laughs> and it's a side-scrolling platformer. No, it's a roguelike. No, it's a VR roguelike. VR dancing game. You come back as a different Vanguard every time you dance. <laughs> Dado is gonna crush it. <laughs> you need a DDR platform. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say as well, just quickly about like uh, losing Activision and losing studios and stuff. Um, I think it is important to keep in mind that Bungie has specifically said that they know they're not making enough stuff and they're hiring more mm -hmm. people to make more stuff. Mm -hmm. So we can't really 
see, I mean, that might be still not enough for us, or they might think that's good enough and it might not be good enough for us. Um, but we don't know what more is going to be just yet. But we do know it's more, though. We know it's more. <laughs> we know it's more. And that they agree. Not just that they're like, sure, I guess you guys want more stuff. We'll give you more stuff. They're like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. We're hiring more people. Yeah. Yeah, just said that I would finally get raid first. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe when Vogue comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that would be awesome. If Dado got Worlds first in the VOG, the that return of the VOG, that yeah. would be pretty cool. That would be That awesome. would be perfect. <laughs> uh, what time is it? Should we start the Twitter questions? Yeah, let's we do it. We probably should. We got a lot of them, and I'm not going to lie to you. There are a lot of silly stuff in here, so. <laughs> <laughs> we need let's the get silly going. stuff. It's the first episode back of the year, so. Silly yeah. Stuff. Uh, Pete Tron says... What is one thing you miss about Mixer? Uh, this is for, specifically for Troy. What is one thing you miss about Mixer, and what is one thing you are glad you don't have to deal with anymore? Hmm, good question. Okay, one thing I miss about Mixer uh, was the reliability. <laughs> he visits me every Monday with his. And one thing I'm glad cooking. I don't have to deal with anymore: Phil he's Spencer. Still, he's still <laughs> I mean, he's still there. <laughs> Um, one thing that I really miss about Mixer is definitely the, that close knit community that we talked about before. And I mean, and obviously being a full-time streamer was nice too. That reliability was nice, but I got, I got too, too comfortable there. Uh, one thing I don't miss about Mixer is having the Mixer, uh, homepage installed on the front of Xbox. So literally every single new person that came in 99% of the time was, Hey dude, let me play. Let, let me let me play let me play uh, and then they also had this ability where they could go through what was called mix play and take control of your controller and play the game for you what through mix play really yeah mm-hmm. yeah and everyone would ask for that every new person would come i would have Xbox. totally done that i'll yeah. be honest with you i would have had whole streams where i never touched the controller <laughs> <laughs> i would have had raid nights where i never even yeah. raided <laughs> And they had like uh, something called Mix It Up on the bottom where you could program your own buttons on the bottom of the stream that would interact with the stream, which was really cool. But it became it became this thing where it it was just used. It it was it was just a nuisance and it would break more often than not. Hmm. So I I actually really like the channel points variance on Twitch over that. But yeah, I just I just miss the people on Mixer. That's my number one thing. Uh, Shanksopotamus, another one for Troy here. What did you do, do to become the high definition Troy? Who uh, must you kill, or what goals do you need to achieve to become Troy Ultra HD? Is it like <laughs> Highlander, where there could be only one? <laughs> yeah, that's what happened when I got number one at Taekwondo. You know, I attained. You became the, HD. the high definition Troy. <laughs> Who, who's Ultra HD? Then? I think this is where you have to go to the Mortal Kombat realm, right, and fight uh, Shao yeah. Kahn. <laughs> Yeah. In ultimate blood sport. Goro looking motherfucker with four arms. <laughs> yeah, when I get my two more arms, then I'm ultra HD. <laughs> Troy was taken. That's the, yeah. uh, Black Label says, hey, Troy and DCP crew, do you feel like Destiny has benefited from the sunsetting of weapons and or destinations now that we've had time to adjust to them and not being there? I'm okay with weapon sunsetting, but I find myself missing the other raids and destinations. Thoughts? 
Uh, I think yes and no. PvP, 100% no, has not benefited from it at all. I don't think so, at least. Uh, for PvE, I think it has benefited to the point where we're not constantly using like a like a black hammer or something like that, not one gun. I mean, everyone, <laughs> even for World First, ran Mountaintop Recluse for I don't even know how many World First raids. So it was nice yeah. to get variety in, in PvE, like th- for the World First race or anything like that. But... It also sucked. Like I spent all of my tokens, which now doesn't matter, but all of my tokens and weapon parts and everything trying to get a god roll first in, last out this way or this season, and I haven't gotten one. But if I did get one, it would be gone in a season anyway. So that part, that part kind of sucks. Yeah, it's, yeah. So setting for me has been a yeah mixed bag for me. Is it, like on the one hand, I don't want to use the same weapons forever. It's just it makes the game boring. But on the other hand. Like I, I need new stuff to go after, so I'm not missing the old stuff. Yeah, I think the idea behind it is definitely needed and required for the game to be healthy, but the execution that we saw this time around was definitely flawed. They didn't they didn't stick the landing and like with a perfect ten yeah. or anything like that. It's it was rocky. Which they acknowledged Party. and they're working on, which is exactly cool. yeah. yeah. Sparty for you says there's a lot of cynicism around the game right now. No, you don't say. Especially with yeah. systems that Bungie said had to change for the benefit of the game long term. What was it what was it for you in the long droughts of Destiny One that had you coming back to play however frequently that was? Hmm. I think a lot of this has to do with how new it was for me because yeah. the sandbox was still like a question mark. There was still like the idea that there might have been an actual additional chest in Vogue that we didn't know about, like those type of secrets felt very magical to me. And as as D2 became more of um, w- what it is, it, I, I felt like data mining became extremely prevalent. And maybe it was always prevalent. I just don't remember it. But I feel like there was less of those surprises ruined from data mining in D1 for me. So I don't know. I just... I felt like there was mystery, even though there probably wasn't the same mystery. It's more rose-colored glasses yeah. looking through it, you know? It's always D1 just the gameplay for oh, me. Yeah. It's just, like, even now, there's no game that feels as good as Destiny and does what Destiny does. It doesn't exist. So back then, it was even more so the case. Like, nothing feels as good as Destiny. Every time I go play a shooter, I'm like, oh, God, I wish it felt like Destiny. So it's it's definitely that for me. Uh, yeah. William James Corwin. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Troy. Did you have something? No, no. I was I was okay. just going to agree. I mean, for Destiny 1, for me, I played <clears throat> probably over 10,000 hours of it. It was just, I I, I mean, number one, gaming was new to me. So <laughs> wow. number one, gaming was new to me in general. True. So like I, I was just absorbed into it. And yeah, same thing. Like uh, the gameplay of it, nothing else kind of comes close to it. Like what else was out there at the time? Like COD, that kind of thing. It was, Destiny was just completely new to me and I loved it. There's a in 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 movies. There's this effect that happens to movies where you can have this like revolutionary movie come out, but then there's so many people that copy that movie that when you go back and look at that movie, it no longer feels revolutionary. Like if somebody, if a kid who was born in 2000 goes back and watches The Godfather, they're not going to understand how special it felt to see that movie for the first time in the 70s because so much media has been based on what they did in The Godfather. Or if you watch The Matrix for the first time in 2021, 
Yeah. You, you're not going to understand how revolutionary the Matrix was when it came out in, I don't know, when was that? Like 1996 or something. That, to an extent, has happened to Destiny, is that so many things have now copied Destiny. And, like, you know, the loot system is in Assassin's Creed games, you know? And, like, th mm -hmm. there's so many different parts of Destiny that are in every other game that yeah. what made Destiny 1 so special and unique has been a bit diluted because everybody copied it. Mm -hmm. We were talking True. about this with Half-Life. I think Half-Life suffers from the same type of thing because it was revolutionary. It showed all these potentials mm. that could happen with gaming and telling stories. And now it's like, if you go back and play Half-Life, you're going to be like, well, this is, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, William James Corwin says, what are your thoughts or wants when it comes to future seasons? I know they are changing how the they work this year. So any guesses or wants? I'm going to go with brand new raids every other week. Oh, man, <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> Let's do it. Me too. Buckle then I'll up. finally get a world's first. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put in 100-hour work weeks for Destiny moving forward for the foreseeable future. <laughs> I would really like to have, we have, what, how many seasons per year? Four? Four, yeah. yeah. I would like to have two of those seasons bring a Crucible map each. Maybe even have one season bring a crucial mode. Crazy, I know, but I, I would, I would definitely like Rift to see that in D two. <laughs> Rift is back. No, no. <laughs> did you not like Rift? I did not enjoy Rift. No. Oh. <laughs> see, when Rift was like a thing, people, a lot of people hated it. I think yeah, I heard more yeah. people say that they hated it than liked it. But That's now cool. I hear a lot of people say they like it over hating it. Oh, well, people people don't remember how bad the spawn trapping was on Rift. Oh, spawn trapping was, was definitely bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Right and, I, that. and I know a lot of people are going to say they want SRL back. I don't, I don't want SRL back. No, I don't, I don't, I don't either. I didn't miss SRL at all. <laughs> Have you ever played Fortnite. Wipeout SRL fans? You should check out Wipeout. It's a pretty <laughs> good game that I think you're going to dig. <laughs> you get that in the Switch? A version of Wipeout? I don't know. Probably. It'd be a great Switch right? game. That would be a good Switch game. Yeah. You know what I was playing today? Out, uh, Outrun 2006 for the PSP. It's a fantastic game. <laughs> really good. <laughs> Play that. Pick that up. Get you yeah. a PSP. Yeah. Check it out. By the SRL way, fans, I think you'll dig it. By the way, with Rift, yeah, it had problems for sure. But man, mm -hmm. it was fun. Like if you killed the person holding the Rift, you felt like, oh yeah, I, I did it. I got you, yeah. man. Or if you have the Rift and you go and do a back dunk, you get like a quadruple yeah. kill from dunking. That was just awesome. And yeah, it's so killed of like having the rift while everybody on the map is hunting you was so in, it was like intoxicating. Yeah, it was so was Do you know it why it was good? It was an objective PVP mode that had respawning and it was fast action, fast paced space magic. It wasn't an objective mode that's slow and all it's high behind this <coughs> corner and wait for something. It was an objective mode, which we don't have many of. A lot of our modes no. are just clash, but like slightly different. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was a fast paced, high action, very fun objective based mode instead of just kills. Also, whatever happened to the Crucible Lab? Like, what happened to getting new game modes and stuff like that? That was remember when Bungie used Gone. to be like the innovator of <laughs> yeah. like all these awesome game modes in like Honestly, Halo PvP. And it barely even started. They introduced the the new mode like <laughs> once, and then was like, okay, here's the next one, and then that was just done, and then nothing yeah, really happened with them. Was that back. before the staff of the PvP team kind of turned over? 
I don't know, actually. I don't, I don't know. But that I was before or after. Uh oh. Discord. Okay, Discord's back. Nice. Good. Oh. Great. Cool. <laughs> I said something really fascinating uh, while Discord was down, but yeah. you'll never know what it is. <laughs> That's true. Justin Woodruff says, has the novelty worn off with the weather effects on Europa? Cool at first, but annoying now. In hindsight, could they design and build time have been better used elsewhere? No, Justin, you are wrong. The weather <laughs> effect is cool. Yeah, the weather like effect that. is cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, it, adds, cool. it adds the ambience and vibes to a location. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I, go to your mother and tell her you, need, you deserve a punishment for being <laughs> as wrong as you were. Just don't say, Mommy, I deserve a spanking. Word it a different way. <laughs> Context is key there with that one. <laughs> I can see if you're trying to get like bounties done, and you're like, man, I got to get this done before I log off, and then the weather becomes annoying. But like, that's what bad weather does. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're like, <laughs> that's weather, bro. <laughs> that's actually bad weather. Bad weather is inconvenient. Bad weather sucks. That's it what. just makes Europa feel more out. like a planet. It makes it feel more like a living environment as opposed to yeah. it's, it's the same every time you go in. I think Europa is one of the best environments I've ever made. I, I really Let's think it's cool. Let's take it further yeah. and have a sparrow garage and you have to uh, shovel your driveway every morning. before. Let's you not get crazy. Yeah. But the sparrow floats on top of the snow. What do you mean? We're fine. This is this is an idea that only could come from somebody who doesn't get a lot of snow. <laughs> That's true. Immersion. Uh, Jimmy Aaron says, "Hello, all. Do you think that Bungie should revert back to the old DLC pattern or stay with the current seasonal model?" Mm, I don't think they it. could go back to the yeah. DLC pattern. That was an Activision I, thing. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's possible. I think what they are on though is a yearly DLC thing now. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say we still get DLCs. Yeah. We also get seasons. Yep. <laughs> uh K Bash Brash, I'm sorry, says, "Did any of y'all fight the inverted spire strike boss three times three times his normal size that Budgie posted about earlier this week?" I didn't so not see this. Was there a inverted spire strike boss three times his normal size? No. I have no idea. I think they're lying. Take it back. Oh, wow. Okay. You better. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> the goal. <laughs> okay. Follow up question. If, <laughs> if you got a picture of this, can you send it to us and we'll, we'll take a look at it? Yeah, we'll investigate. 
Yeah. Wasn't it? Wasn't that just like an internal thing that they were like, oh, there was this really funny bug and they put it on Twitter and it was like, ha ha, so funny. And everyone's like, oh, oh okay. put it in the game. And we were, they were like, no. So I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. unless you hacked Bungie's system or somehow broke into the studio, then that would be the answer. You're trying to get us locked away. Move, move on quickly. That's entrapment, That is entrapment. It sounds like one of those bugs Maybe. that Holtz said that he fixed and then suddenly it happened and been like, oh my God, it's happening live on stream. <laughs> this bug never happens until this one time. That was great. <coughs> VHRP says, what are you looking forward to most in Destiny's near future? Near future. I'm looking forward to the moment when you all realize I'm right and that Crow is in fact a dirtbag. He is so wholesome. Mm-mm. He is so wholesome. He is pretending he has you all fooled. He is so cute. You are all suckers. Him and Porkchop are great. <laughs> they are great. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the what, whatever next um, darkness subclass is. That's coming mm, in. Yes. I'm assuming that's coming in September. I could be wrong. Maybe it's not coming in September, but I feel like that's this year. Mm-hmm. If, I think I'm looking forward. Uh, mixture between Vogue and Crossplay. Mm. Crossplay is going to be super yeah. cool. I can't Crossplay is very exciting. That's going to be good for Dusty. Like just being able to grab a raid with people from all over the place or just, you know, loading into strikes. It's going to be great. This game is such a social game that being able to get together with everyone is going to be good. Yeah, that's huge. Can't wait to play with my first Stadia person. Yeah. How's it going over there, man? You good? Is it nice and quiet? <laughs> Crickets in the background. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Collins of Podcasts We Listen to, trademark, says, with us getting freedom for Crow, what role would you like to see him take in the future? And what role do you think he actually will take? I think he actually will take the role of Judas. <laughs> <laughs> But doesn't he have to take the Vanguard role? He's going to be the speaker. He speaks to the light. What? He's a speaker. <laughs> yeah, he already is like speaking to the light, right? Yeah, like he's unique yeah, in that mm-hmm. sense. Yep, yep, yep. I think yep. he's actually going to be the speaker. He's mm-hmm. the David Koresh of Destiny. <laughs> Holland Love says, is there any reason we do not pop a cap in Spider's ass? He has always been a dick. Also, did anyone bother explaining how pulled pork got his bomb removed? It's still I like Spider. I think Spider is a solid dude. He sells me things when I need them. Yeah. He almost sold me Gallahorn. <laughs> almost isn't good enough. <laughs> Spider kind of creeps me out. Uh, Ryan says, in Destiny 2 Year 1, we saw a ton of weapon models introduced. Many of these have never been seen again. Some are completely unique and interesting. We already know Bungie is okay with reskins. So why do you think we've they've seemingly forgotten about these assets? I don't know. I'd have to see like a list of these <laughs> weapon models, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, you, report. You, could, you could be making that up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> Today is the day that we call Google all question actors liars. 
I think these are all just Briar making different accounts. Yeah. <laughs> Briar burner accounts. I think they are. There's no reference to no scopes or 360s or 420s. So I, I it can't be me. Molotov cocktails. <laughs> Shiro Shiro says, as a lot of PvP content creators express their dissatisfaction with the game, where do you think Budgie can start for things to get better for PvP players? I mean, they addressed it in this week's TWAB, didn't they? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, the, they're looking at 3v3 modes. So, like, we have the short-term stuff of, like, the things that are really oppressive right now is hopefully going to be significantly less oppressive. And then we know that they're specifically looking at 3v3 modes, which made me really happy to see that. Because trials could potentially be fun again. Next season, we're getting a whole new armor set. So hopefully they can take a look at 3v3 and figure something out for then. And people will enjoy it a little bit more. Hopefully. Yeah, I, I think a new map would really help too. New, definitely. Know, <laughs> yeah. New map and a new game mode would go a long ways. It would. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of that, though, I really don't know. I think it's a extremely difficult puzzle to crack stasis obviously yeah. didn't help the situation even though it is fun but it clearly fractured um people's desire to play crucible uh i don't know it's 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 a different game <laughs> the things that the pvp players want is a different game yeah, yeah. Like, you guys I, remember... keep, I keep saying like um you know, Apex feels really, really good. So Apex could be a thing that you could get into or Bungie's releasing that like specific FPS competitive game. And then maybe that's going to be a thing that you're looking for. But a lot of what I hear is like, what if we remove uh, special jumps, abilities, with random rolls on guns, supers, grenades, and then just have a mode like that. And I'm like, okay, at this point, that's definitely a different game. Yeah. yeah. So I understand that like PvP has been like not in a great spot. I think mostly because of modes and loot, to be honest. Like the actual balancing of the sandbox with weapons this time around is pretty good. Obviously, 120s are an outlier, but it's generally pretty good. And then stasis has been kind of obnoxious. But it's actually like a pretty solid sandbox. Um we just like I said, new map and a new mode would go a long way. It would. And hopefully yeah. next season 3v3 feels good. Vorp says, throwback to Pope's question, what's the biggest thing you have neglected while playing video games? <laughs> college. <laughs> yeah, college. college. Is big <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> yeah. All of it. The entire college. Eating, sleep, I don't know. It's a big list. <laughs> yeah, burning food was the biggest one for me. <laughs> Just I'm positive it's relationships for me. It's like like just not paying enough attention to somebody who needs attention because I'm too busy playing video games for sure. Tell them to hop on sticks. Yeah. Grab right. the headset. Join the, the discord, chair. man. That's right. <laughs> this boss ain't going to kill himself. <laughs> uh, Zolo man says you guys don't like flakes. That's correct. But have you had a flake shake? It's a vanilla ice cream thick shake. With flakes, flake bits throughout. What do you think? Delicious. What are flakes? Delicious. So go. imagine eating chocolate. Don't let Briar instead of it. instead of being chocolate, <laughs> it's like a desiccant that takes all of the moisture in your body and absorbs it. 
This is okay. what you get when Americans literally all they eat is peanut butter and some extra freaking sweet thing that makes you want to puke. This is what happens to your taste buds. You lose the It's toothpaste. not that the flake tastes weird. It's the fact that it is a desiccant. It literally absorbs all the moisture within a chalky. square mile, mile of where that package Americans was open. Ridiculous. It was super chalky. It's like opening a fresh. It's like opening a fresh can of the Sahara Desert. How dare you! (laughs) So our our friendships might end here, but I actually uh, I I don't like chocolate. Mm. That's probably because you've had American chocolate. We can't. I I just don't like chocolate. It's because it's because of America. I don't like chocolate and I don't like peanut butter. It's, so it's, yeah. A flake things. is like licking a chocolate flavored Death Valley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pass then. Yeah. See, the problem with the flake is that it's not something, it, it's not like a candy bar that you just eat the flake. It's apparently supposed to go with something because it's so damn dry. Like you have No, to- it's amazing. You have to, you, it has to be in addition to ice cream or something because it's so no. chalky. And the whole question was talking about imagine it broken up in like little flake bits. Well, then you just have chocolate flecks, you know, just little chocolate not, bits not in the ice cream. cream. Isn't that just sprinkles? Yeah. Yeah. It's nope. like a form of sprinkles, which mm, nope. basically, I think sprinkles have more moisture than the flake. No, no, no. <laughs> so we need to get these guys a ticket to Europe. Take take them to the chocolate. I think bag. silica gel has more moisture than flake. <laughs> Polar bear, she brought flakes and we got to try them. It was like, whew, this is not what I'm having for dessert. You need a you need to find yourself chocolatier. Okay. Next question. <laughs> a chocolatier. I have a musketeer. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> Lindor is a great chocolate. You are correct. Oh, I had a couple of those. My wife got a couple of those for uh, Christmas. That she yeah, they're freaking fancy. Uh, Lord Beerus says, hello, crew, instead of barbecue briar, what about surf and turf teft or pot belly pope bear? Briar, Retro mm-hmm. Slot is my favorite podcast. Well, thank you, Lord. What a, what a kind and welcome question. I really, I Thanks, thought it was Lord. wonderful. I think we're going to continue uh, with barbecue briar. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I do like barbecue. <laughs> Can I try all three? I love surf and turf. <laughs> 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 Uh, and I think I think Pope Bear would be tough meat, to be honest with you. <laughs> Pope Bear doesn't doesn't look like he's going to make a very good banquet. Mm-mm. Nah. Uh, Keir Denham oh. says, "Glad has a hamster. Miss Five Thousand wants, and T Rex has a cat. Dado has a dog. My question is, what would best suit Tefty, Fran, and Briar? Plus, I feel fr- oh." He he says, I feel Fran equals cockatoo, Tefty equals brown grizzly bear, and Briar <laughs> equals shark or roadrunner. <laughs> shark or roadrunner. Oh, what shark. the? First of all, Tefty has a dog. All over the map there. Put some respect on Joey. Okay. Joey, he's four, He's all, He's going to be 14 in March, and he's a Shih Tzu, Lapuapsu mix. That's a lot of letters. It is. I, always, I feel like I always butcher the, his breed every time. I'm like, he's, you know, he's a dog. Friends, d- cockatoo, you might have it right there. They can just mm. look at each other cockatoo. and go, I like your hair, dude. And he'll yeah, go, same I haircut, like your right? hair, dude. Yeah. You think Fran would do his hair? Would jealous hair? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yes. Or he'll try and get through his hair like the cockatoo. <laughs> huh. 
I, I like brown grizzly bear for Tefty. It works for me. I like the idea too, so long <laughs> as I'm definitely not going to get mauled to death because grizzlies are terrifying, I know, I know. man. <laughs> I could totally see you, Tefty, walking down the street, walking this grizzly bear. With a 12 foot tall grizzly? <laughs> okay, maybe not a grizzly. How about just like a regular old like black bear? Like oh, an old know? black bear, like one that's oh, old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the black Tefty bear adopt bears. Tefty adopts senior bears who need a little help getting out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. Would he walk gig. the bear or would he ride the <laughs> yes. bear? Walk wow, the would bear. the bear He's let me ride him? That's the question. No, old man. Yeah, old I'd man. probably get mauled to death, <laughs> <Cool>. but <laughs> could be cool. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Mohegan 9 says... I was going to say I could oh, see sorry. you with the shark, but then I also started thinking about the, the Russian guy in um, Harry Potter. That became a shark. Remember when they're going in the in the lake? Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about? They. Yep. I can't I remember his, his name. name. Yeah. But he, he he's the seeker. Th- yeah, he took a thing and became a shark in there. I just think of um, that's your shark, Briar. Oh, Victor Briar Crumb, would is, have yeah. Briar would have a turkey so that they could giggle together, and you're just hearing like <laughs> Briar giggling and hear turkey sounds. Yeah. And then. Thanksgiving, delicious, both of them. Yeah, that turkey is not long for this world. <laughs> but you're giggling with the thing. Briar, imagine you're on the porch. You've both got on pirate hats. You're giggling with each other. That sounds and great. With a pirate hat, I'm in love. <laughs> Put a pirate hat on anything that Briar's thinking of eating, and it would be his best friend all of a sudden. It would be safe, safe and sound. <laughs> If you think about it, pilgrim hats and pirate hats are pretty close to each other in looks, you know? True. True. Like, true. Yeah. Maybe a little dilapidation to get it more piratey. Yeah. Uh, the Mohegan 9 says, has an actor played a role so well that you hated them in real life? I mean, Joffrey, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dude quit acting. <laughs> Dude, that's such a shame though, because clearly he was like very good at what he does. If everyone's like, actually a huge asshole. (laughs) Did he quit? Bad. He was like a child. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a huge asshole. He's actually a pretty cool guy. I've seen him interviewed a a couple of times. Yeah, he's a young guy, but he like he he has no. He doesn't want to continue acting, but he, you know, he liked his experience. But he was good (laughs) as Joffrey. Like he was convincing. Yeah. He offended me. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What about the situation with Jar Jar Banks in Star Wars? Briar's <laughs> <What favorite. about laughs> this is Briar's favorite subject. See, that's not an actor playing a role so well that I hated them in real life. <laughs> 
<laughs> and also, I, I have no idea who played that role. And well, I, I don't necessarily think it was the actor's fault. <laughs> it was Eric's dad. That's where it's... it all originated. <laughs> Did you know that Eric's was Jar Jar Binks in Star Wars Episode One? Really? A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's a fact. I'm writing it on Wikipedia as we speak. <laughs> uh, Hugo Rune 79 says, it's been a full year. Oh, okay, here, here we go. He's got an emergency question. Okay. If perfect. you were a little pig, what would make your house out of, what would you make your house out of in an order to de- deter the big bad wolf? What would you build your house out of if you were a little pig? Very tea cans. Oh, twisted, twisted tea cans. I don't think Spoiler. that's gonna work out good, man. <laughs> that sounds like a, a a bad fairy tale waiting to happen. Yeah. Mm. How about go. like an earthen house, like a hobbit? You know, just built into the side of a hill. That's pretty foolproof. Yeah, I think so. I was gonna go with a space magic house from the Traveler. Space magic house. Yeah. What, what's its magic power? <laughs> Just the traveler. It's a structure built by the traveler, so it's all, you know, it's, it's all white right? and round and stuff. It's got to be like imbued with reinforcement. Worked out well for the tower. <laughs> imbued Ooh. with reinforcement. How about that house from uh, Final Fantasy VII that you uh, you go up against in the? Uh, oh yeah, arena. Oh, that's a good house. Definitely. Yeah, that's that a, good is house. a good house. That's the house. <laughs> I'm I'm taking that house. You know, fuck that big bad wolf up. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he can mash elements or go against the elements. He's just a uh-uh. wolf. Wolf's not right. an element. Basic rights says. What is something you were terrified to try until you tried it and found out it actually wasn't that bad? For him, it was first time practicing and recovering stalling a plane in midair. Oh my oh. god, Jesus Christ! Yikes! If my if, <laughs> if you could see my camera, you would see uh fear on my face. <laughs> Did he do it on purpose? Yeah, that's like practicing an exam or something, yeah. probably. You got to know what to do in case. Why do planes stall anyway? Physics. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. Engineering. uh, Science. Space magic. I thought we already went over that there's no such thing as physics. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot the question. Uh, What's something you were terrified to try? And once you did try it, you found out you actually liked it. Mm. Eggplant, probably. <laughs> There's nothing appetizing about that thing. Oh it's got a bad name. It's fucking purple. <laughs> Not good looking. All skydiving. Oh, yeah. for me. Skydiving? Skydiving. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Seems terrifying, but you can't see anything, so you just jump out of the plane. <laughs> it's only terrifying when you get close. <laughs> yeah. Do you worry? Do you constantly worry that the cord isn't going to do the thing? Mm, uh, yeah. Is there a but, moment where you think you are about to die? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the entire time. <laughs> How big is the wedgie when you pull the cord? Like, is it like an atomic wedgie or is it? Well, no, because like it doesn't go between wedgie. the cheeks, you know? It, goes, goes it looks like it goes between the cheeks. In the footage I've seen, <laughs> we've got cheek I mean, separation. <laughs> I don't think we'd ever have a guy that goes skydiving if it goes in between. So. <laughs> oh, man. 
Um, when I was younger, I had a fear of heights. And, and then for some reason, I was like, wait a minute. I don't have a fear of heights. <laughs> so I guess, I guess that qualifies. Everything I was afraid of that I did turned out to be frightening. <laughs> so I was correct. <laughs> it's not irrational if it's actually dangerous. <laughs> My fear of very dangerous things yes. turned out to be makes correct. <laughs> Zachary Richards says, what's one hobby that you wish you were better at? Like, I could see Briar gracefully ballroom dancing in a nice 1920 tailcoat and oh. top hat. Oh, good Wait, why a tailcoat? I was thinking dress right away. I, I'll do it. Dress to the nines? I'll, like, I'll get that thing to spread out all gracefully as I twirl around mm -hmm. the dance floor. I, I'm thinking, like, a nice light blue thing, nice satin. Briar, how about you cheer up the world and reenact the Final Fantasy VII cloud scene? Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we nice all blue need. dress <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you can have your wife in the crowd do the excited airs yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want my wife to dress as Harris <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> I I I tried for several years. I finally stopped trying, but I tried for several years. I got lessons after lessons to play the guitar, and I sucked at it from the get-go. No matter how much I practiced, I was just fucking terrible at it. I wish I always wish I was better. I when I watch Tefty's music videos, he might as well be doing magic right in front of me. It's like David <laughs> Blaine is doing a video where he's just like creating something out of thin air, and I'm I love it. I love I I. I've never been any good at music creation, but I love listening to music, and I wish I was I could do it somehow. Thanks, man. Uh, interestingly, I wish I was better at piano. In fact, I I wish I had gotten lessons when I was a kid to play piano mm. because yeah, I think as a kid I would have hated it and been like, "This is boring." I'm back to playing Zelda. Get wrecked, nerds. And <laughs> now I'm like, dude, if I could like play very technical proficient piano that would be so helpful for some of the things that i do today i think for me it's rollerblading or ice skating because i'm a big guy and i hate rollerblading and ice skating because i fall a lot mm, so it's hurts. a long distance to fall mm. so <laughs> i True. hate rollerblading and ice skating but mallory my girlfriend absolutely loves it so i wish i was a little bit better at rollerblading and ice skating i think it would be a lot of fun the pads do help with that. Like, yeah, but you if know, you get the I don't, full pad set up. Like, you can go kind of buck wild and not hurt yourself. So Just throw it, yourself at things. <laughs> interesting story <laughs> with the pad is when I was in college, I got kicked in the ass so hard that I broke a bone. The coccyx. I am familiar I with my, a broken coccyx. My friend. I broke my coccyx and I had to sit on a. Ooh. On yeah, a donut. That is so I <laughs> Sir, never... we are brothers. We are donut brothers. We're broken toxic <laughs> I never want to wear that again. <laughs> it suck. I'll take the fall. <laughs> uh, I have fond memories in um, in Minnesota when like uh, it would get cold enough to they'd flood the um, the parks for ice rinks, and my brother and I would go down there and play hockey. It was great memories. I was terrible at hockey, but. I definitely enjoyed it. That's a fun game. 
Mm-hmm. Fun video game game too. It's one of the it's one of those games that's fun to play as a video game. Yeah. Cause it's so fast and fluid. Uh Wayne says, describe the worst or weirdest restaurant experience you've ever had. Could be about the cuisine, the service, location, or after effects. The weirdest after effects? Restaurant experience. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be a good experience? No. Oh, okay. All right. Never mind. <laughs> weird can't be good. <laughs> the weirdest for me is probably a May Cafe in Japan, but it was not bad. Is that one of the ones where you eat off of a naked lady? No. <laughs> oh, okay. That it's would be where weird. you go to a cafe where they serve typical cafe stuff and they're dressed as maids and pretend to be <laughs> serving you food because you're, you know, the maid master or whatever. The and then waiter. you can pay them extra to like dance to anime songs. It's great. Hmm. You said you be, you're the maid master. The maid master. Is that what they call you oh. when you're dining no. at the place? Oh. <laughs> you're like welcome, maid master. But there's like ninja cafes. Sensei, there's cat girl cafes. There's like bala cafes. Just, you can find whatever you want at a cafe over there. Hmm. Yeah, you can have ninjas come and serve you food. I feel like America that awesome. is missing. <laughs> oh, where'd this beer come from? Jesus. <laughs> America needs to up its game on themed like yeah. cafes. True. Oh, so true. Maybe they are. Apple just, just doesn't it. seem the same anymore. Yeah. They're they're at anime conventions. <laughs> I can't think of like a worst, weirdest restaurant experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a tough time with that too. I don't have anything that was bad and i was like oh god this is awkward and weird and spooky i don't have that yeah i've been to bad <laughs> places where i was like yeah i left and was like that's not great yeah, yeah. it scarred it scarred me when i was a kid the first time i went to a hibachi you know that trick they do with the little like like bottle where they pull the pants off the off the bottle and they, like you. squirts and then, the water yeah, yeah. And i was i was like i was like scarred by that i'm like that's a it's a child. <laughs> I don't want that to squirt in my mouth. Get away from me. It's yeah. mm. a good point. That's this is a little kitty porn, yeah, isn't away. it? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, Sith Assassin says, Hey, everyone. On the Retro Podcast, Briar and Jay talked about Alexa searching for chocolate buttholes and candy dicks. Nice. Couldn't resist, so I Googled them. Now, all I get are ads for edible anuses in, on every site and app. What things have you Googled that you later regretted? Well, now edible anus. I, <laughs> I tried to do this to my mom when I was over there. I was like, I was like, um, Alexa, order a dildo. And then I was like, now you're going to have dildos show for your search engine. And it didn't happen. So I'm kind of disappointed. Oh, that's that's Alexa dropped the ball. Yeah. I was really looking forward to getting the jokes after my mom being pissed off over that. Yeah. For me, it's probably the dog pooping calendar that you guys all got because I searched it up right away afterwards, and then I just got <laughs> I got pooping calendars pooping for the next pooping. like two weeks. <laughs> pooping pooches, pooping koalas. <laughs> you know what's crazy is I went to um, my sister's house the next day, and she had the same calendar on her. <laughs> she got it for Christmas. It's a oh, revolution. Oh, it. calendar. Oh, <laughs> apparently really. it was the in trend for 2020. Yeah. Wow, you're yeah. welcome. Pooping dog calendars. <laughs> yeah. It is a lovely calendar. Of <laughs> <laughs> ours hung up over there. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the Giant Bomb website, but I try and type the 
URL directly into the browser and not Google it. Uh, good choice. Yeah. You know you've done something wrong when you Google something and that there's a warning that pops up. That's when you've truly done something. You need to stop it. <laughs> so what's going to happen when Googling a hitman? Maybe. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> hitman. Are you thinking about murdering someone? Call this uh, number. Get the number. Judging by your records, you Googled hitman a few times in January 2021. Hmm. Yeah, that game's only like six days away. Yeah. For real? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Through, yeah. It's already the 14th. Yeah. No, we're, getting, we're into January. Oof. In there. Phoenix Fire says, quick hypothetical, the person of your dream, dreams wants to be with you in every way, but only if you wear a face mask whenever you are around them. <laughs> Would you do it or be alone forever? Wait, why is alone forever the only other Yeah, option? just because, like, can't there be multiple persons of my dreams? Like, the person of my dreams now is different than the person of my dreams 10 years ago. Yeah, and also, check this out. The person in your dreams... Do quick math suddenly, there. Suddenly, the person in dreams has a caveat where you have to wear a mask all the time. So, technically, they're not your the person of your dreams. There you go, because they don't accept you for who you truly are. There it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's right. Take that, Phoenix Fire. (laughs) (laughs) Breeze says, if you could bring back one thing from your childhood that has been lost in the gates of time, what would it be? He says his would be a high-C ecto-cooler juice box. Wow. (laughs) One Mm. thing that you'd bring back from from your childhood. I'll tell you what it is. It's not necessarily from my childhood, but it's something that's definitely been lost. Having access to cell phones and Google in every conversation you are are in makes conversations so much less interesting when when you can't get away with just spewing bullshit. True. It's like, wait a minute, that don't sound right. And they go down to their phone and start Googling shit. And I'm like, I'm eight beers deep, man. Get Google off of my ass. (laughs) My dad is like is that person that that doesn't google he'll like yeah. go down a rabbit hole and and just be like <laughs> he's saying he's correct about everything and be like no you're not man do you am i gonna have to google this <laughs> <laughs> you just have to say it with enough confidence and uh mm-hmm. volume that someone's like well i guess it gotta be right that's exactly <laughs> his move <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dreadnought says, you're in the year 3500 and you're working at a time machine booth where guests can go back in time and live the reality, live that reality for a year. You need more visitors for the year 2020. What's your best <laughs> false advertisement that would lure them to visit the year 2020? You get to have the probably the biggest break of your life. It's a place mm. where you go to relax, spend time with family. Your pets will be happier than they've ever been. Your home plant will be thriving. The government pays you to stay yeah, at The home. government pays you to stay at Maybe. Home. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be a lot, but they pay you. We don't need to be specific. You just have to tell them. We're telling you the truth, yeah. just not the rest of it. <laughs> you like to drive cars fast because there is a moment in time True. when there was nobody on the road. But yeah. you have access to the most powerful cars that have ever been invented by humankind. 
You can go to a Ford dealership and walk out with a 700 horsepower Mustang and drive it as fast as you want on an empty road across America. This sounds mm-hmm. oddly specific. Only rare. <laughs> it's true. It's not even a false advertisement. The uh, Cannonball Run was beat over and over again. The record was beat over and over again in 2020 because the roads were so empty. That's mm-hmm. amazing. So they like get arrested at the end of their cannonball run? No, the like, secret is you can't you can't announce that you beat the record until the <laughs> the uh, what is it the the time in which you can be arrested for it is up. Oh wow. really? There's a there's a yeah. window. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's kind of hilarious. <laughs> wow. Didn't well. know this. Hugo Rune says, in case last week's submission got lost in the post, here is a bonus one. By the way, I did pull questions from last week because we missed the show last week. Uh, after over yeah. a year of Hugo's emergency questions, what makes a good emergency question and what has been your most favorite? Your favorite Hugo Rune question. There's been some good ones. Has to be whatever the hell ended with his eating briar. Yeah. Wait, did what that was the one that we Hugo? couldn't ask on the what was the one that we couldn't ask on the podcast? Remember? Wasn't it something to do with religion? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Probably <laughs> that was yeah. my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> this it was my so favorite. good we couldn't ask it. This no, one's I, my favorite because I'm here for it. There, there you go. go. Yeah, there you go, Hugo. I, I could be wrong, but I feel like Hugo might have been the one who presented the question about I'm the crash plane sure. to then who would be the first one to get eaten. And it was mm-hmm. thus started the delicious yeah. eats. Briar's barbecue. You restaurant. started this, Hugo? I think Hugo did. <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but probably. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, the Mohegan 9 says, I saw someone dip their sushi in ranch dressing. Who should I call? The police. <laughs> That's terrible. I would make your phone in that you are about to use your annual slap. Phone <laughs> <laughs> that in. It's coming. And we'll announce what you did so you get lots of annual slaps. <laughs> What's this? Yeah, sauce, that's a freebie though? annual slap right there. <laughs> what, what's the sauce though that a lot of sushi rolls come in? Because I feel like Spicy there mayo? is some sort of mayo combo mixture sauce hmm. that they whip up. Then yeah, spicy mayo. Yeah, so it, the ranch actually might not be too far off from what they actually make at the restaurant, even though just. It's far off. I think it's I very am, different. <laughs> I am feeling very much the same way as when Holtzman talked about his baby bird story right now. <laughs> Listen, I don't, I'm not eating ranch with any sushi. I'm just saying that I know there's a lot of different mixtures for the sauces that they put on those rolls. And I, I could be wrong. I could be completely tweet at me. Tell me how wrong I am. It's fine about the ranch. thing. <laughs> Uh, day one says, who broke their New Year's resolution the fastest in DCP? And what was your New Year's resolution? Anybody make a New Year's resolution and have you broken it yet? Nope. And no. No? Not nope. into it? Yeah, I usually no. don't. No. I normally don't. I made a couple I, I, goals. Haven't broken them yet. Let's hear. What were the goals? Uh, well, <laughs> we're fasting. Me and Mallory are doing like a fast diet. So okay. we've stuck to that recently, and then... Is it like an intermittent you... fasting, or is it yeah. a long-term fasting? No, yeah, I'm so, just starving myself. No, it's intermittent gonna... fasting. I'm not eating for the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, <it's> intermittent. <laughs> that way, in the next quarter, 
we can eat as much as we want. We're just going to go bang for it. That is unhealthy. Don't do that. Well, what's the hours? Fasting? What's the hours yeah. on the, uh, the fasting? Well, it's like an eight-hour period where we don't eat. So okay. in the morning, I'll eat like a small breakfast. And then at night, we've I've been making like home-cooked meals, which is really nice. So, so eight hours in the middle of the day. It's not the eight hours you're sleeping for. Uh, yeah, eight hours in the middle okay. of the day. Yeah. So I'm like, yep. uh, eight hours is easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> eat, go to sleep, wake up. Whoa, we get to eat me some food. Look at me, I'm a diet. <laughs> we uh, we've been doing that for a long time. Works yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, find a new job, which I got this past week, which is nice. And then just be more uh, more proactive with our with our dog. Like, make sure her schedule is like set and everything like that. Cause she had some. She had some issues earlier in the in the year, so she's been really healthy. We've been kept up with that, which is good. Mm, that's awesome. Nice. Is there a Nintendo sixty four game to your left? Hell yes, there is. Yes, what game? Many is of them. <laughs> which one? Wow, <laughs> a fellow appreciator of the classics, I see. Yeah, well, that was going to be my answer. <laughs> that was going to be my answer for bringing something back from my childhood was the N sixty four games because I never got to play a bunch of them. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh my god, because you started playing video games in the Xbox 360 era, so yep. all of the old games are brand new to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Troy, Troy was busy. Troy was busy mastering the fist and becoming the ultimate weapon in combat. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we were playing Mario and Zelda. Uh, getting a little, uh, getting a little pudgy, getting a little but soft, I, you could say, a little bouncy. I was jealous of you guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh my god I, I, we're, we're gonna have to get you on the retro slot podcast one day so you like to get like a fresh exp, like a fresh experience like because we do a video game a new video game a new old video game once a mm-hmm. week where we or once an episode where we talk about it at length so it'd be fun to hear like a brand new fresh ex, like experience of like a, a video game that came out 35 years ago that'd be amazing mm. I would love to do that i mean i still i still every now and then look up online how expensive game cubes are <laughs> And like mm. Sega's are just to, just so I can experience Sounds one day. And I, perfect. Yeah. GameCubes aren't that bad, and they're easy to hook up to HDMI. Mm-hmm. Get this yep. thing called a Carby. Oh boy. <laughs> Here it comes. So if I want to, if I want to get an old console, I just need to contact you and be like, "All right, which ones do I need to get? Yeah, Where absolutely. do I get them?" <laughs> absolutely. But no, um, you asked me what what I had here. My favorite's probably Goldeneye 007. Mm-hmm. Classic. Uh, and Jet Force Gemini. They got oh, yeah. Star Fox. Whew. Yeah. Bringing it back. <laughs> one of my... Memories um, just come rushing in. One of my most anticipated games when a, a Nintendo 64 came out was Killer Instinct. Oh, yeah. I had it on the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, but obviously, yeah. you know, Super Nintendo versus Nintendo 64. That's so Super now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did try to make a New Year's resolution, and I I have already broken it. I I I said earlier that I was disgusted by how many Amazon boxes were in the the house after Christmas. So I decided, all right, I'm just going to I'm going to live a year without Amazon. I'm just not going to order anything off of Amazon. That's your resolution. That's my resolution. I, I said I'm just going to give up Amazon for a year. I'm going to see. I'm going to like if I need something, I'll shop locally, or if I need to buy something online, instead of going through Amazon and using Amazon as a middleman, I'll go to the person who sells it directly and buy it from them. Right. So, like for instance, I had to buy a a new Dreamcast controller. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the and, old one? 
So they sold it on Amazon, but they also sold it on the company's website called Retro Fighters. Um, the the only problem was, and the reason I broke it already was that there it was ten dollars cheaper to buy it on Amazon, and I didn't have to pay shipping. And you got some crazy return policy in case it's broken. There's no so question asked. It, it would have been twenty dollars more to buy it directly from the people who made it, which I should have done, and I feel guilty about. But you know, you don't yeah. grow all in one day, right? <laughs> boy, that's that's a big boy resolution, Briar. Like, how how rich am I going to make this one dude? <laughs> Ishka YT says, "This is the last question. Last question of the night. What's the first thing all of you do in the post-pandemic world?" Imagine the pandemic is over like a light switch. It just turns off. Everybody can just go back to normal. Go on. Uh, Ishka says, I can't wait to have a pint of Guinness with my friends and follow it up with six more. So I'm talking about Mm. go out to dinner. I'm going to karaoke. Karaoke. We're getting everyone together. We're getting super drunk. We're going to sing. We're going to be there for like eight hours, maybe, possibly. We're going to order all of the food. I'm going to karaoke with Watts. I'm going to back her house. I'm going to spill beer on her kitchen floor. (laughs) And then we're going to eat lots of dicks by a trash can. What? (laughs) (laughs) Seattle's wild, man. It was a wild time. I did want to move to Seattle. What was the ice cream place again? <laughs> Molly Moose, right? Molly Moose, yeah. yeah. You go get you your get t-shirt, the- Tafty? Yeah, I'll be like, about a year and a half ago, I left my goddamn shirt and I want it. I'll take a medium up wall. Thank you. You can listen to the ultimate Taft lecture about who knows what, really. It's yeah. a drunk rant about something that makes total sense. It's not a party until Tefty loses his shirt at an at a ice cream <laughs> truck. <laughs> yeah. That's it, though, man. It's like it's I just miss like hanging, hanging out like the hang yeah. has been missing. Like, and I'll be honest with you. Thank God for this podcast. Thanks, God, for like talking to people online. Thank God for Zoom. And, you know, like, you know, my friends who never, ever have talked on the phone have been calling each other. You know, it's it's been text message only for most of my friends for the last 20 years. But mm-hmm. even them have been doing FaceTime calls and stuff like that, just trying to, like, yeah. somehow, you know, have a social experience. Because that's what's really missing for... Yeah. If, I, I think if you're lucky, you know, if you're unlucky, it could be much, much worse. Um, but for me, it's... I cannot wait to just sit around not Googling bullshit at a bar. <laughs> 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 I would... I would love for conventions to come back. Number one, because mm. I absolutely love them and I love Seattle. But number two, I need a round two of meeting you guys in person for the first time where I don't <laughs> well, mess. This was it. And we're going to do karaoke. <laughs> and karaoke, yes. Tiffany's going to lose his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get ice cream. Briar's going to order a Hello Kitty and he's going to sing some rock songs. All right. This is date. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That was the last question. We completed we yet it. another amazing and, uh, round of questions. I hope Riot that uh, only just got taken down by the British government. Not too bad for a first episode. Yeah, it was during the flake conversation. You were knocking yeah. flakes hard. I might have been too, but you were aggressive about it. Then your camera went away. 
You were they just deserve the everything British. they got. <laughs> yeah, delicious chocolate. The flakes are there to harm you. <laughs> <laughs> See, Briar, I use a dummy battery in my A6400, and I never, ever, ever have this problem of the camera turning off. Ever. Yeah, the problem is, right, is it'll last the podcast, no problem. But I, I was shooting video all day today. Oof. And I just kind of left it running. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> so awesome. now you get no signal briar. No signal briar. The first the episode invasion. back of uh, 2021. I don't think it's going to hurt anybody. He's just trying to hide all the flakes he's eating. It's okay. yeah, he's <laughs> actually eating a bunch of flakes. Oh, so, so I'm bad. actually snorting lines over here like a motherfucker. <laughs> I wonder if you can order flakes easily off of Amazon. Yes. Yeah. Is that where he gets his lines from, too? Yeah. Yeah. Amazon, delivery. yeah. They have everything on Amazon now. That'll get you we'll in jail. be here today. Wow, okay. I'll buy it right now. Even in Washington. <laughs> well, that is That's the episode. Um, great episode, guys. Troy, thanks for being on, man. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for doing this. This is amazing for me. Thank you, guys. It was a ton of fun. Sorry we had to cancel on you last week. No, it was appropriate. <laughs> Last week was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, Twitter is TroyHD underscore Twitch. And on Twitch, I'm actually TroyHD2 because someone still has TroyHD. Yeah. We'll have to get them to relinquish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your stream schedule? Uh, it's actually to be determined because I just got a new job. So okay, once yeah. I get the schedule from the new job this week, uh, I'll I'll post it up next week. Cool, awesome, man. Yeah. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. We really appreciate yeah, it. Thank yeah, thank you for coming on. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, Watts. Uh, I am Miss Five Thousand Watts. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Just look for Miss Five Thousand Watts. I'm Briar Rabbit. You can find me mainly on Twitter at the Briar Rabbit where I post basically just useless shit. And uh, I've been doing some YouTube videos. Check out the uh, tomorrow's video. It's going to be a weekend project kind of thing. Maybe you'll be interested in. should be fun. Weekend with Briar. Weekend. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> uh, I'm Tefty Teft. You can talk to me at Teft on Twitter and catch my streams, twitch.tv forward slash Tefty Teft. I am actually also getting more back into some YouTube video content, which uh, should be launching soonish. There's a lot of stuff that goes into videos, you know, from scripting, the video, and all this stuff, you know. Uh, but I have been enjoying that side of things again. Um, also, shout out to all of our uh, Twitch members, Twitch supporters here on the stream, and also our Patreon mm. members. Thank you very much, guys, for all the support. Over the years and into 2021, we really do appreciate that. So, thank you, everybody. Yeah, thanks, guys. And that's it. That's episode 221 of 2021. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Happy New Year indeed. New Year. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. 
That's managementconcepts.com. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 